good evening. Welcome back to Over and Over and Over Again. My name's Richard. This is, I suppose you could call this maybe the first show of the new season. Technically, it's kind of a bit in between the two, isn't it? But what we're going to look at tonight is we're going to look at, obviously, the first week of the transfer window. We've bought some players, one or two maybe going out. We'll look at a few potential signings as well that may happen over the next couple of weeks or so. Also, as well, of course, the fixtures, they were out yesterday, weren't they? So we'll have a look through the fixture list. Uh, I know things will change because of TV and stuff like that. But we'll have a little look at that, uh, see what we think of that. I've got some guests joining me coming up the other side of this. Hi, right, you doing? Good evening. We've got, mm -hmm. uh, so we've got a couple of guests with us tonight for this show. Looking back, I say the first week of the transfer window. It's been quite a busy week, quite an exciting week. Lots going on. Um, joining us, of course, is Adam. Um, how you doing, Adam? You alright? All good, mate. All good. Good to be back. Been missed it. Been a few weeks not doing these. Been missing it, so it'd be good to get talking about Arsenal again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had a couple of weeks off to recharge our batteries and, and look forward to the new season. And Steve, of course, as well. Yeah, okay tonight, Steve. Mate, living the dream on the over and over and over and over and over and over again uh, network, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. Over the moon to be back. So glad to be just be talking about a bit of football that's not international and talking about the club that we love. Exactly. What what better way to spend a Friday evening? Um, exactly. you know, especially so it's been quite a good week. Um, obviously, you two guys are gonna be um becoming more involved in the channel as we move into the new season, which is good. You know, you're both gonna be hosting some shows along with Melvin as well. So looking forward to some different stuff on the channel kind of going forward as well next season, just you know, mix things up a bit. Um, it's gonna be good stuff. So looking forward to that. But obviously tonight, actually we've got a comment in already there uh from Snubby. Hello, how you doing, mate? Thank you very much for joining us tonight. I hope you uh going to enjoy our little chat. Now, obviously, transfer window, it's it's a funny time, isn't it? Especially this early on. Um, not a lot normally happens, but we've got a couple of players in. So why don't we start maybe looking at this? Now, my slight concern is, um, you know, two potentially good signings, I've got to be honest. But again, similar to last summer, young players, very little top-level experience, and players potentially for the future as opposed to improving the team right now. And yes, it's very early and I'm sure we'll make some more experienced signs as well. It just concerns me slightly that that seems to be the route we're going down already again when we went down that route last year, which maybe cost us a little bit later on in the season. I mean, um, Adam, the two signings look potentially good players for the future, possibly. I mean, I think um, certainly um, Fabio Vieira could be ready for a place in the first team squad straight away. Whereas I feel the, the Brazilian lad may be perhaps a Europa League player to start with. But um, again, it's that kind of profile, isn't it? Young players, inexperienced players, which mm -hmm. could potentially be good. But is that really where we should be looking at spending money? I mean, 35, 40 million could be on, on Vieira. A lot of money, really, isn't it? For a player that may not really be exactly what we need straight away. Yeah, I mean, it come out of the blue a little bit, the Vieira one. Obviously, we'd heard about Marquinhos for a few weeks, but the Vieira one kind of come out of the blue. And I'm not going to pretend yeah. I know much about him. Be, no. You know, uh, I, I knew the name, obviously, Vieira, but I did know that there was a player at Porto. I lived in Portugal for a couple of years, so I still kind of follow the Portuguese leagues a bit. 
like not religiously. So I knew that they had a player there, but I didn't know we were sniffing around him at all. Um, obviously, last 24 hours, I've done a lot more digging and a lot more looking at him. And he looks a good player. He looks like a, a very attack-minded, creative midfielder. But do we need one of those? <laughs> Um, exactly. It's the first thing I'll say is like he looks good. You know, he can he can he, he can give the assist by the look of it. He can score goals. He's fast. He can use both feet. He can play in a number of positions. Versatility. But we've got players like that already. You know, so it's like like you said, it's like maybe they've seen a player that they needed to move for him now. Maybe it's someone that they they were looking at and they didn't get in in now. We would have missed out on it. That's the only thing I can kind of think of the fact that they had their eye on him. Maybe there was some other clubs sniffing around and it was a case of, right, if we want him, we've got to do it now. Maybe he's not what we kind of need now, but we still want him. So mm. it for me, it kind of thinking, well, if he's coming in, who's potentially going to be going out? Because he's going to take... Because I do think he will be a... You're not going to spend 35, 40 million on a player and, and not play him. He's going to be in that no. squad. He's going to be in and around yeah. the first team. So we've got to have our eyes already on players out there. You know, we'll probably talk about that a bit later, but... I think that, yeah, I was surprised. I think it's quite a positive signing. But it's clear that Arteta's got this profile of player. I mean, we saw it last transfer window last summer, and it's carried on already from the start of this summer, you know. So it's clear that he's got this kind of profile. He, he has kind of rid the players, like got rid of the, the older players, got rid of the, you know, the, the, the unsavoury characters, let's say, or what we're led to believe. And he's looking for young players who... Or who we're led to believe have got the right attitude, and I think, and who we can kind of mould and kind of fit straight into that because we the team spirit looks pretty good with the youngsters. So I think he wants players with the same kind of mentality who can kind of come in and and grow with that. Um, some people might say it's because again Arteta is not good at managing the bigger names. Maybe that's definitely an argument. You know that he's adding fuel to that fire. If I'm honest with you, that kind of player. It would be interesting if we do sign you know other players that we're linked with because they are more high-profile, but at the moment, he's kind of playing it safe with those younger, hungry, up-and-coming players. Um, yeah, it surprised me a little bit, because I hadn't heard any rumours, but it quite often goes like that, doesn't it? You know, the transfers, a lot of time of Arsenal just come out of the blue. You just hear about it in 24 hours, and it, it's done. Um, I kind of quite like that, because then you don't get the kind of months and months of, of, of being linked, and then nothing ever happening. So I quite like a, a transfer coming out of the blue. When all of a sudden everyone's pretending to be an expert on him, they're not. No one, no one heard of him. Let's be honest. Um, no one knows much about him. Um, I've watched a few YouTube clips. I've read up some reports on the local Portuguese, you know, sites, and he's very well thought of, especially you know from the national team in the future. I think that he hasn't played at the, you know, for the national team yet, but he's been one of the stars in the under 21s. So um, and he's very highly thought of. But we will see. We will see. Yeah, I would have maybe liked to have got a. A more established player who can go straight into the first team, you know, as being one of the first signings to kick us off. But we've got who we've got, and I'm not that disappointed yet. So, no, no, I mean, they've not played it, have they? So we can't be disappointed, can we? And no, exactly. Play a few games, and we'll, we'll decide then. I mean, he has scored, I think, 13 goals in 21 under 21 games for Portugal. Mm, so, yeah. you know, that's a good for a midfield player, an attacking midfield player. That's a decent return. I know. Apparently, you can. Apparently, he takes three kicks and. Free kicks and penalties as well, he, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And I mean, Eddie and Ketty is the highest ever scorer for the England 21, so it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to end up becoming a, a fantastic, you know, player when they get uh, to the senior side. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I agree with you. I'm not too disappointed with the signings. As a starting point, if these were the only two we ended up with, I'll be a little bit 
upset yeah, a little bit exactly. about the season, but I'm sure it won't be. I mean, Steve, what have you made of it so far? I mean, these two young players, I mean, I don't know too much about them. No one seems to know that much. Um, you know, it's one of these Edu. He seems to have got the Portuguese and Brazilian market sort of sorted yep. out. He doesn't seem to do much else anywhere else in the world. But so far, not 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 a bad start to the window, really, is it? Considering Mate, as long as he's there. not bringing Pele back, then I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. So well, I don't know, he, he might do a good job, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but no. So look at it's a couple couple of things actually. We need to remember that obviously Emil Smith Rowe plays in the under twenty one right now at this moment in time, and, and there's mm. no way we wouldn't drop him out of our team. Now I've looked at Vieira and I've looked at some of these stats, and and, and I love I love I'm I'm, I'm with you, Adam, mate. I absolutely love the fact that this this kid has come out of yeah. nowhere. Absolutely come out of nowhere. It's a, it's another one where everyone's like, you know. And if we look at Tottenham's purchases, let's say, and I, I didn't want to say that on here, but I'm going to say, you know, we, if if we were to have, have brought someone like Pulisic and, and, and not Pulisic, um, Erisic, yeah, Erisic. I know Rich would be fucking jumping up and down and actually losing it, like you know. So 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 I am absolutely um, over the moon about it. And the reason I say that is that look at the statistics of this guy, and I know it's Portuguese football. I'm not I'm not denigrating Portuguese football, and it's not quite as quick as um, the Premiership. But his stats are absolutely out of this world. He plays right hand side, left footed player. So who's he going to back up? It's going to be Bukayo Saka. Like he's going to back him up. So when I see this purchase coming on, we know for work Pepe's out on, on on his way out, yeah, and that's, that's to me it's a real shame, right? Because I honestly wanted him to do well, but ultimately, Rich. You and I saw him fall over when he stood on the ball at Newcastle. So, and not I for the first time, Steve. Either. Not no, for the first I, time. I know, mate. I shan't go into the expletives and what we were saying and how aggressive it was at this moment in time. And I feel ashamed as a grown man to have said the sort of things that I did. So, if we take that on board, so let's take let's take a step back, have a look at that. We're going to get rid of Pepe. He's he's out the door, whatever that happens to be. This kid coming in, he's going to look after our number one kid, yeah, which is Bukayo Saka, who's still young. I think it's an absolutely out of this world buy. Now, I'm hoping that, of course, he's got, he's got, we've got to give him some time to adapt to the Premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got five, five subs. So you know, when we're seeing uh, Bukayo's getting the living daylights kicked out of him, absolutely um, bring this guy on. And some of his tackling, I've, I've watched. You know, of course. When we first, when I first looked, literally, I, I saw it come up on Twitter. I first looked, nobody, but nobody had any video. Welcome to Arsenal, and all that old nonsense videos. Within 15, 20 minutes, the whole thing was like, you know, it's hundreds yeah. of. Them. But his tackling looks brilliant. His finishing looks really good. Thank God somebody can finally take a ball, hit the ball properly, other than Odegaard. He can play across the midfield. So for mm -hmm. me, I'm seeing him back up for Bukayo Saka. There's something we haven't talked about on this podcast before, back up for Odegaard as well. So being able to mm. actually come in, rotate, we're going to need that depth in squad. We're going to need that in the story. Yeah. So, but also, if you see, like, there's a there's a few good videos of him obviously going the rounds. He can, he's, the goals he scores with both feet and his head. So yeah. he, he literally can score all three, three different kinds of goals. You know, he's, he's very two-footed. He's, he's, he's only, I think, five, six, five, seven, but he has got a, a good leap on him. You know, he's he scored a few headed goals for the under twenty ones. I think that he looks a good player. He really does. Love so. it. I, I, and I, mate, absolutely take, I absolutely take that ball. But you've got to look at it. You've got. To think, I, I, I love it. I love the fact that they've been watching him because, of course, we spent all that money on the analytics business, didn't we? So there's that whole yeah. analytics business we spent all that money on. So they're, they're looking at the stats. Have a look at some of the stats have been tweeting out on him. He's and, and I know again. We need to be careful. I don't want to get carried away. I don't want Rich having to go at me. I, I, I know. I know how it's going to go. 
But the stats, him, him, him and De Bruyne, the stats on there. Yeah, I know everybody, I, I can't, what, no, please turn the comments off. But some of the stats between him and De Bruyne are what they're doing, very similar in the way that they play. And so if we can get a player that's going to be creative, give us that same flair, rather than lump it up to Bakayo all the time, mm. oh man, I'm, I'm over the moon, I'm over the moon. I'm, I'm not interested in taking a goalie that's out of contracts. I'm not interested in taking somebody that's got two years left on his, his contract to play in the midfield because that's all they can kind of bring in and all of this 150 million. I'm not hearing any of the usual nonsense from the usual Gary Nevilles of this world about, you know, the other lot, you know, in, who, who play in the toilet. Um, so I think it's a brilliant move. And, and the same with Marquinhos as well. Uh, and I've been watching this for, for, for quite a while coming in. That kid is another Gabby. He's another Gabby. He's absolutely annoyingly fast, annoying in the way that he tackles. And, uh, and I'm telling you, we've got another gem there. And I, I, I take I take on board what you're saying, Rich, is that what we've got is a player there that is potentially for the future. Well, we said the same with Gabby. Now, like, the, it, it, I get upset when he drops, you know, because of what he brings. And again, look at the Newcastle game. When you and I were together, Rich, the difference about and Marquinhos is going to be just as good. I'm telling you, it's going to be just as good. That's my. That's you, my. You do. Thing. You do realize though, Steve, that I'll be clipping this, and obviously later on in the season, if it all goes Pete Tong, this will get played back a few times when you know you were saying how great these two players were. <laughs> Rich, I will buy you a you, you good lady, and and your kids a steak dinner, and I'm telling you, that's how that's how confident I am, right? That's how confident I am. In fact, I'm going to say Adam to. Um, in fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Adam to um, the Galaxy, uh, the, the the Star Wars Galaxy Hotel, right, you know, for a right. week, and I'll pay for it in cash, right? And I'm telling you, these two are going to absolutely tear it up. They're going to tear it up. <laughs> well, I hope you're right, because obviously that's... I hope you're right, we want, yeah. We, we want, you know, we want these two these two players to, to be fantastic sure. signings. Sure, And I just don't want us to get too carried away yet because we've not seen them. We haven't seen anything of them. We've seen a few clips on YouTube. We've seen the stats, all this, that, and the other, and, and all of those things look good. But we've seen it before with players. Pepe looked good in, on YouTube, didn't he, until we actually got him on the pitch. And then we realised that actually he wasn't quite as good as YouTube made him out to be. It's a bit like this channel, really. It's really good on YouTube, but in reality, it's not quite so much fun, is it? So, oh, okay. Yeah. This is it. This is this is this is the over and over again, like you know, network. We chatting about, man. Come on, yeah, please. No, no, let's be serious. Who was who was that player that we bought? Um, South American one that um, we got for like four quid, and everybody said he's the next hope. Oh God, he's, Wellington he's, Silver. No, not well. No, no, not that. He's bad. another one, though, isn't he? He's one. He's one as well that didn't quite work. Oh, out. Yeah. We had a few actually, haven't we, over the years that you know we bought with big potential. No one had heard of them, and most of them just drifted off by the wayside. Martinelli, obviously, being the exception, yeah, what a fantastic talent he is. And let's hope that Mark Quinos, in particular, um, is going to follow a similar path. And obviously, I think um, Vieira is slightly further down the, the route, isn't he? He's a little bit older. He's, yeah. he's played a bit more in the European leagues and stuff like that. Mm. So we'll have to see. But yeah, I mean, what do, we, um, we'll say, what do we think about now the news that Sao Paulo are going to be our feeder club and Edu struck some sort of deal with Sao Paulo? What do we think of that? I would rather we had a better club as our feeder club, personally. But to be honest with you, I don't know too much about the Brazilian league. Brazilian footballers, the national team, have always been fantastic. Yeah. How many they're one of the more, really one of the more famous league. clubs over there. They're one of the more famous clubs and they're one yeah, of the most, are. you know... They are, but what's the standard of, Brazilian, of the Brazilian Premier League? What's exactly. the standard of that like? I don't think it's fantastic, is it? Um, although Brazilian players tend to be really good technically. I mean... How many of them have really done well in the Premier League? 
consistently, you know, Gilberto Silva. That'd be one I would give, Gilberto Silva. I think he did quite well for us. Yeah, Gilberto Silva. I mean, there has been a few. I think David Luiz has been a great player in the Premier League over a number of years, hasn't he? You know, he's he had a great career. He did quite well. Janine, it was all right. It was all right. There's been a few. right before he come to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been a few, but it's not maybe maybe that market hasn't been tapped as much as it's probably likely to be now. If that's going to be the case, we'll have to see. Um, obviously, Martinelli's got a lot in that market. Yeah, I mean, Martin kind of given us. If we're going to get a few more players like Martin Ellie coming through, we're going to be over the moon, aren't we? Um, and let's hope that's going to be the case. But, you know, we'll have to... I just want to just take a little step back with these two for now. Let's get them in the, Let's get them out there in the team. Let's get them playing games. Let's see how they get on, see how they settle in. They should settle in quite quickly. You know, we've got Brazilians in the dressing room. Obviously, they speak Portuguese. So, I think, you know, Vieira's going to be okay in that side of it as well. So, but let's hope they settle in quickly and can have an impact. But I think we do need to maybe look at the fact that we do need some more experience as well uh we've got a few more comments has come in as well uh snubby so everyone's enjoying the sunshine it hasn't been sunny here actually it's been cloudy and pretty miserable most of the day so i've missed out on the nice weather unfortunately but i'm glad everyone else has had a nice sunny day um james is in the chat how are you doing james good to see you mate hope you're well um steve says hi guys as everyone uh, he says buzzing for our incoming so far you yeah, know we're all pretty happy with them so far um shane says hi richard adam and steve hope you're well uh come on you gooners best of luck this season on the channel road to a thousand subs won't be long coming now no, we're getting there i want to see if we can get it before the season starts james says there uh, Vieira and manquinos uh, in pepe and nelson out yeah that probably likely to happen isn't it i think we'll yeah. talk about the players going out as well, uh, well Mark, that's, that's unfair on nelson actually i think that's unfair on nelson if i'm honest with you um, I, I still think I still think there's a player in there. Yeah, there is, but is he likely to get much opportunities at Arsenal? That's the question. Probably not. I think he'll leave. He'll go somewhere else, and he may well have a good career. And good luck to him. But I'm not quite sure if you know he, he went out on loan again. Arteta doesn't seem to really fancy him, does he? And you know, I'm not saying he, he's a, he's a bad player because he probably isn't, and I think he's got potential. But I'm not sure if he's got a future at Arsenal. That's with the players that we're buying, we seem to be buying players that play in a similar position. Why would we do that if he was going to be given game time next season? You know, so that, that I, I kind of think that's probably where we're going with that. And well, Mark says, yeah, we well paid over the odds for Pepe. Yeah, we know we paid over the odds for Pepe. I mean, Jesus Christ, everybody would know that. That was, you know, robbery. Joel Campbell. That's the player. Joel Campbell. Oh, Joel, Joel Campbell. Campbell. He was Costa Rican, wasn't he? Costa Rican. Yeah, Costa Rican. Yeah. Everybody said, that's it. Joel Campbell. Um, and I remember he could... He, he had a massive turn of pace on him, but was totally useless. Yeah, uh, yeah, that little spell, didn't he? That little spell where he started about six or seven games in the row and he looked all right, and then he just he, went completely... He scored a couple of goals, goals, didn't he? He scored yeah. a couple of goals in that run, he didn't did. he? He did. He did, I remember. But he never quite... He just never no. quite made it there. He, he never, never quite... He, he, never quite, quite he, he played really well in the World Cup that year in Costa Rica, got to the court finals, I think. He played really well then. That's what... Then we got his chance back at Arsenal. But yeah, like he never... He was off the boil. If we look at Nelson, right? So if we look at Reese Nelson, I think the biggest mistake he made was actually staying at Arsenal fighting for his place. But I, I, yeah, and, and I, I admire yeah. him for doing that because obviously he loves the club. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I have no doubt that he loves the club. But I genuinely believe in the, in there as a player. You know, if we look at squad depth and rotation and everything that's going on, and we're in Europa next season, um, I, I genuinely believe that in there is is actually somebody. It's like Joe Willock, you know, like like it's what like watching Joe Willock. What, what, I never quite felt. Like I always felt there's an amazing player in it, but never quite fitted into the system. Yeah. I just with someone like Reese Nelson that there is actually 
that, that there could potentially be a place in there when you're when you when you're running you know, when you've got all these campaigns going that you actually have a place for him. But I, I don't think Arteta feels the same. Like, no, you know, that's why I mean, he, it definitely doesn't. No, no, exactly. No, and that's the problem, isn't it? You can understand him wanting to, to go away to, to get more yeah. uh, regular football. Mark says, yeah, with these attack-focused midfielders, wingers coming in, I hope we're going to balance that with a CDM. I hope we're going to balance it with some more experience, if I'm totally honest, but we'll yeah. see what happens there. And Ryan's in the chat. How are you doing, Ryan? A good evening, mate. Hope you're well um, tonight. Um, so, they are the players kind of coming in. Actually, Mark's just put a comment there about Nelson. He says, Nelson's an OK player, but he's been overtaken by others from Hayden. No, he has. And obviously, now, with these new signings, it looked like he's going to be overtaken by players that we just spent some money on, you'd imagine. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that his days are numbered and unfortunately it looks like he, he'll have to move elsewhere to, to move his career on. And yeah, I say good luck to him because, yeah, I think he's, a, he's an alright player. I agree. And I think he can do a job somewhere uh, but maybe not quite with, with us as things stand at the moment. And that's just unfortunately sometimes the way it is with some of the young players, isn't it? Now, we've got obviously two players already signed. Well, the Vieira one, let, let's be honest, hasn't actually gone through officially yet, but Porter basically said that they've sold him to us, so we can assume that, that has been done. We know Marquinhos has been signed, sealed and delivered, yeah. but there's a few others that are kind of in the bu bubbling at away at the minute that we think may well be happening in the next week or a couple of weeks. So let's have a look at some of those. Obviously, the two either side of that picture, um, Telemans and Gabriel Jesus, seem to be the most likely of yeah. the more experienced Premier League players that we're going to be targeting. And I, I would be amazed if at least one of those doesn't join us this summer, um, which one it will be. Uh, maybe both of them. But yeah. I personally think both of those would be great signs. If we get them both, that to me would be a really good window for us because we obviously we need them. I'm not saying that's all we need, but if we got those two, that would be a great sort of next step really wouldn't it I think um, in terms of a striker Gabriel Jesus wants to play regularly in the Premier League obviously with them buying Haaland he's not going to get much opportunities there he, he's going to leave he would be great for us because he's got experience in the Premier League he can score goals we know he, he can the way he plays obviously Arteta knows him as well that would be a great signing and, and obviously Tierleman's um, would give us a little bit more dynamism in midfield I think um, you know he's, he's got quality he can score goals um, and he can play possibly alongside Erdegaard in that kind of slightly more advanced role in front of Thomas Partey. Um, so they'd both be really good signings for me if we can get them both over the line. Rafinha is another one that I understand we've got an interest in. I don't think we're probably going to get Rafinha. And right. now we've got Vieira. It's like, where would Rafinha fit in? He kind of plays in that similar position as well, doesn't he? So it would make me think, would we would we go down that, that route as well now when we've just spent nearly £40 million on, on the young Portuguese guys? So we'll have to see what happens with, with that one. But certainly, Jesus and Tielemans, I think. I mean, Adam, you must be pretty excited if we can get these two deals done because I think that would improve our first 11 significantly, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think I've spoke about Tielemans for quite a while on the show before because I, I really rate him. Uh, I remember when he first came on loan to Leicester and he played brilliantly and I couldn't believe that yeah. no one else was in the market at the time. I couldn't believe that we wouldn't have even made a move before he we went to Leicester permanently. I think that it would be a good sign because he's had now three years of Premier League experience where he has, I think, been yeah. outstanding and I think that he could be a really good foil for Partey. I think they could potentially work really, really well and he could be that link that sometimes the midfield yeah. needs because obviously... That, I think the transitional part in the midfield has been something we lack. You know, Party when he came back from the Afcon was doing it more and more, 
Um, and I think if he's got someone like Tielemans, it could really help both of them out. You know, one of them could get forward. They both they could both pass. I think the good thing I like about Tielemans is he's got the physical presence, but he's yeah, also yeah. got the creativity. You know, he's also got that creativity. Some of the balls that that he plays for Leicester, like 40, 50 yard diagonal balls to feet, you know, he can spot a pass, not afraid to get stuck in, not afraid to tackle as well. As we've seen, he can score goals. For me, like, he's a top midfielder and he's got that Premier League experience. And I, I, I think that it sounds like it's going to be done for about 25, 30 million. And I think for that kind of price, it's a steal, to be honest, if we yeah. can get him for that. Uh, and I, 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 for me, I think he's the, the one I'm looking forward to the most if we can get him over the line. I think Gabriel Jesus would be a really astute signing. Um, I think that the way he plays is perfect for the way we play, yeah. Um, yeah. for the way that Arteta wants his strikers to play. He's mobile. He can operate along that front three. Um, but he can also get that kind of six-yard box goals as well. Um, I remember when he first broke into the team at Man City, I think his debut was against Palace away. This is really random. I remember that. I remember. I think he scored two, two goals. I remember watching it thinking, this fella's class. Like, you know, we thought that he was going to get ahead of Aguero straight away. And obviously Aguero was just class and kept him out. But his stats have been great. If you look at Jesus' stats, considering that up until really the second half of the season, he's not really been a regular starter. He's, you know, he, he scores goals, and when he has been starting, he scores goals for fun. Um, and I think that in that right team, like he's never going to get in against, you know, at the front of Haaland, is he? And if you were him now, you'd think, well, I need someone who's going to get me up there. I'm at that age now, he's still relatively young. Obviously, it feels like he's been around forever, but I think he's only 24, 25? 25, so yeah. You know, yeah, so, so like, he just Tillemans was... actually. Him and Tillemans yeah. are both twenty-five, so they're sort of that's more the age now. I think when you look at players about that sort of age, exactly. don't we? They're coming to the balls their peak as opposed to all these kids. And that's why I think both of these could be really clever signings, really good yeah. signings. Can't believe more clubs are not in for them. I'm quite honest with you, but that's why I want to get these deals wrapped up quick because it only takes another another team's target to fall through, then they start slipping around them. But from, from what I understand, both players are interested. Um, the deals are there to be done, so let's get them done. And I think that if we sign those two, regardless of what else happens, I would class that as a successful window. You know, regardless of anything else comes in or goings, those two I think would definitely strengthen our first team. 100%. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. That would strengthen the first team, and that is what we've needed. I, w- I would, if they were the only two plus the two that we've got, I'd still be. I still feel we're a little bit short in depth. You know, when we have got the Euro League yeah. as well. You know, if Partey's injured, we still got that problem there. Yeah, we've got a problem there. So it would still worry me in terms of depth. But certainly from the first eleven perspective, those two signings with the two younger lads would be that would be great. I still don't think it's quite enough, and money is going to be the key, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, Steve, you 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 would be just as excited, would you, by these two signings if we can get them done? I think they seem they seem the most likely now, don't they? Out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, would would I love Rafinha? Oh God, of course I would. But I think that's a bit of agent nonsense that's going on. I I genuinely believe Tielemans genuinely wants to come to us. Um, Jesus has got that link with uh, Arteta. Um, The other one, of course, is we've got um, in the background that's bubbling around. Is uh, is it Aaron Hickey, whatever it is, the the player? So that's back up. And your old favourite, Rich Tavares, is looking like he's out out the door. So for me, there's there's two or three things that I think that come in. We've got Patino, like Charlie Patino that's sitting there and Aziz as well. So... These are players that we can blood really early on, get them in like the, you know, the, the, the sort of FA Cup, the, the early rounds of the FA Cup, and start actually being part of it. 
my question is on all of this, and so so yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I think Tielemans, his goal scoring capabilities is absolutely off the chart. Of that, that bloke can put a football, it, you know, like like anywhere, any, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So so absolutely yeah, yeah. threatening. For me, where does Shaka fit in all of this? Because I think actually towards the end of the season, after you know, we look at the opening season, the beginning of last season, um, not particularly well. He didn't do particularly well. Let's face it. Uh, especially in Man City in a red card, he just didn't want to be there. But actually, he grew into the role, he grew into what he was doing. He he actually became a, a real big, vital part of that team. So do we keep Shaka? Do we bring Tielemans in? How does that fit, you know, from, from my perspective? But also from the squad depth and rotation, we've got to be bringing Patino in. We've got to be looking at Aziz because I think, I know they're young, I know they're inexperienced, but I, I genuinely believe that when you're in, the middle of you know nowhere, and you're playing some team in the Europa League. These are the guys that have a really great opportunity to, to you know to, to to put the put the Arsenal colours on and actually start to get some experience. I just think they're, they're really good players. But for me, it's where does Jacker fit? Because I still think, contrary to what everybody says, that there is there is a need for him right now until that transition comes in. But you know, Tielemans mm-hmm. and Jesus, yes, 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 please just sign them. Get it done. Let's stop messing around with this crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, these do seem to be the, the two main targets that we're going for. And if we don't get either of them, then that would be a real worry, wouldn't it? If we can't get the players we really want, and yeah. then we're going to be looking at our second, third, fourth options, and then that's that's real problem. So let's hope that we can get these over the line and and get them in because they would be, you know, they would probably be when when you think about it. I mean, I know we've signed Thomas Partey; he was a top player. He still is a top player. Uh, we signed Gabriel, who's been a really good signing. Tommy Asu. But since Arteta has been in charge, we haven't really signed a good quality Premier League player, have we? I don't think from from elsewhere in the Premier League. And this, these would be the first two kind of of those signings. And I think that would be a good sign for the club because I think we need to sign more players like that. You know, I really do because, you know, one, they can settle straight into the Premier League because they're here already, um, which I think is a, a big bonus. Um, and they do have that little bit more experience that is so, so needed in this, in this group of players. We can see that towards the end of last season um, where it went wrong was lack of experience and lack of depth in the squad and yes we know that's not going to be just enough for those two with the two youngsters we do need more but that 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 these to me would be too you know i've not got too excited about most of the signings that we've made in the last few years at the time that we made them thomas party is probably the one that stood out because we know how how good he was and that was an exciting signing but other than that there hasn't been too many i mean since abamian probably that was the last signing that really could get excited about what a great player we've just bought but getting these two in, they're both really, really good Premier League players that are going to improve the team. But so, to me, they so would be really so exciting so. signings. And um, slightly unusual for Arsenal to buy players like that, certainly in recent years. So I'd be really, really happy um, if I'm, we got I'm, them over the line. Actually, but, we'll see. but Rich, I'm personally fed up of hearing, oh, we're going to get retirement home for Man City and all that nonsense. So, you know, I think Adam made an absolutely brilliant point. Go and have a look at the stats of, of, of Jesus. He's uh, 25. Of, he's not, he's not an old player. He's 25. Yeah, I know. He's oh, incredible. Yeah, incredible. Hand, hand downs. All right. Listen, well, we would take the second team of Man City all, all bloody day long with, with it. They're, they're absolutely amazing. The other, yeah. the other guy as well that I think, you know, everybody's given a little bit of, not negative, and negativity is the wrong word, but we're kind of forgetting is Sammy Laconga as well. Because actually, he's a... It, that's a, he's a good player. He's young. He's a good player. So, so do we loan him out? Do we bring him in? Yeah, 
I, I yeah, I genuinely think that I, I, I agree with you, Rich. It's a changing direction from what we're doing. You know, we're yeah. getting yeah. class uh, and and decent quality class. You know, internationals. So, you know, Jesus plays for Brazil. You know, Tielemans is a a Belgian regular. Um, you know, we've got some real that they would be world class sort of players that are coming into our team at a time, right? Yeah. Where we actually have the Emil Smith Rose of this world, Joe. You know, that that and you know he's been injured. We all know he's been. And you look look at his performance at the beginning of the season to towards the end of the season. So we've got that. You know, we, we've got like the likes of Sambi that's coming along. Can we do something to help that kid along? Because I'll tell you what's going to happen with Lakonga. Lakonga will go on loan to Burnley with Vincent Company. Company had him as his captain and elect. And that's fine. I I, I think that's fine. I I mean, I'm just, this is me actually. I've not heard this anywhere. But I was chatting, I was away last night at work and I was chatting to um, my mate who's a Burnley fan. And I was said to him last night, like, you watch, you're going to get Lakonga on loan from us. Because the Congo was like Andalek's captain under company, yeah, yeah. and I company when he left rated him really highly. Um, so I could clearly see something like that happening. The fact that we're buying midfielders as well shows that they might have a plan to put him out on loan. And why not? Why not the kid? And why not? Yeah, yeah. The kid's got skills. You know, he's got skills. Yeah. Uh, he's a young, yeah. Like, 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 he's a young guy in the Premiership. He needs he playing that. time. He needs playing yeah, time. Of course he does. And look at um, and and, and the Balogun. You look at Balogun and the way that he's actually been playing right now. Playing with freedom, playing, you know, scoring goals, the whole piece. So, so from that, you know, Rich, going back to what you're saying is that you know, the young kids, you know, and, and I'm all for bringing bringing that level of talent. In, but you're absolutely right, seasoned, professional, Premiership ready um, striker, Premiership ready uh, midfielder, attacking midfielder with, with creativity and goals in him as well. Like, mate, I, I'm I'm my hands up. So, Rich, the quick that I, I know you're the question master on here, mate, is. <laughs> what do we? Yeah, I, I know, mate. But what do we do with Eddie? Well, I mean, it looks like Eddie is being offered this big contract. Yeah. It looks like he's going to sign it, and look, he's going to be given the number fourteen shirt as well. So it looks as though Eddie is very, very much in Arteta's plans for the new season. Now, if our two striking options or our main two strikers are Jesus and Eddie and Ketia, I would be slightly concerned about. Well, more yes. slightly concerned. I'd be very concerned. I agree. Um, oh, yeah. extremely concerned now. Um, Shane's put a comment in the chat there. Ivan Tony says, um, want Ivan Tony. I think we badly need a target man. He mentions Connor Gallagher. Uh, Luca also mentions Connor Gallagher as well. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea aren't going to sell Connor Gallagher Chelsea, well, to be honest. as much as I, I, I agree. Connor Gallagher is a fantastic player and we'd be brilliant in midfield. Chelsea aren't going to sell him to us, no. absolutely no chance whatsoever. So I think we can forget that. And Ivan Tony is an interesting one. I do feel that we need. Um, an option, a plan B option as, a, as a up front as well, because we do put a lot of crosses into the box and we don't tend to have anybody who's got on the end of them. And Jesus, is that really his game? Probably not. He's not that sort of a striker, is he? He's a very similar striker to Eddie and Ketia. Well, do Samaka, though? The, the uh, Italian guy we put a bid in for. Is it yeah, Sam but, or whatever his name is? Yeah, yeah, what, I know it's only one game. I've only saw him that one game when he played against England. He was terrible, I thought. And I'm thinking, is this a player that's going to be what we need? Is a you know, well, I think there's better players of a similar sort of um, style that we could get that I, might cost a bit I'd more money. Him, I, I would take I would take him over um, Calvert Lewin. 
I'd take him would over you? Calvert. Would yes, you really? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. See, I think Calvert-Lewin is perfect because, one, he's a very physical player. He's very good at holding the ball up. He's great in the air. He scores a lot of one-touch goals. So he doesn't take 50 touches in a penalty area like some players do. He just gets a, gets a shot away. And I actually think he would be a good... I'm not saying he should be the first-choice striker. We should play him every week. I think he'd be a good option so that we can mix things up. I know Arteta doesn't like to mix things up because he's very settled in the way he wants to play. And Dominic, Dominic Calvert-Lewin doesn't really fit Arteta's profile of a striker, does he? Jesus does 100%. And Eddie Nketiah probably does to a certain degree. He's not quite as good. But Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a totally different type of player. And I think that Italian guy, as Samaka, is very similar in style as well. And I don't think that's really what Arteta wants, even as a plan B. Because Arteta doesn't have a plan B, does he? He's got a plan A and he's got plan A part, part two. He hasn't got a plan B, has he? Plan, plan, plan A part two is the same as part plan uh, plan A just with slightly worse players. Generally. <laughs> he brings Pepe yeah. on to play exactly the same position as somebody just took off, such as Saka, for example, and we get worse. So that, that seems to be the problem. And I think Calvert-Lewin or somebody like that would be a great plan B. But I don't think we're going to go down that route, unfortunately. And I don't know who, who if we do buy two, two strikers, are we going to look to buy two strikers now? If Eddie's getting his big contract, if Eddie's getting a number 14 shirt, that suggests to me that Arteta is thinking about having Eddie and potentially Jesus as our two main strikers next season. And I don't think that's enough for what we need. I don't think that's necessarily the biggest. I mean, you know, we had Lacazette and Eddie last season. Yes, Jesus will score more goals than Lacazette, I'm sure. But we need more than that, I think, if we're going to really start competing to get into that top four again, which is where we need to be. With the other, the, the, what the other teams are doing and what they're going to do, some of the other teams around us are going to, they're going to buy some big strikers. And if we don't, I can see that could be, it's where we've lacked goals, haven't we? And Eddie and Jesus doesn't fill me with confidence that that's enough for the whole season with the Europa League and everything else. So that would concern me. Jesus will be a great signing, but not if he's the only striker we buy and we and Eddie takes his... I mean, why wouldn't Eddie take that contract? If mm-hmm. if he's off an hundred grand a week, the number 14 shirt, more guarantees of more games next season, he's going to sign, isn't he? Of course he is. Why wouldn't he? He'd be, he'd be mad not to, wouldn't he? You know. And also, also, from a cost perspective for us, it makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. You, you're, you're, you're not spending forty million on somebody, and then yeah, that bit, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I kind of get what you're saying. The one, the one thing I, I, I would say on it though, Rich, is that our um, goal scoring capabilities for our midfield is frightening in comparison to the rest of the Premiership. I'm sorry, with the exception of probably Liverpool and uh, Man City. But what we score from our midfield, you, know, you look at Smith Rowe, you look at Sacco, you look at Odegaard, um, and again, you know, Xhaka, I, I think, you know, it uh, uh, has been pivotal like towards the end of the season to get us to where we are. That, uh, so I, I kind of think that Arteta probably sitting there looking at at it and thinking Jesus is going to knock goals in, you know, for us. Eddie's going to do the same, but our midfield is going to be is going to be that heavy um, area we go in. But we've got to give Saka a break that sits on it, and also yeah. from an perspective. I just think I, I agree with you, Rich. I agree with you, but I just think we need like another Giroud, like some big unit that yeah. we can be allowed, whether it's yeah, Calvert-Lewin yeah. or, or or whoever. Yeah. I, I I kind of feel that who's going to want to sit on the bench, mate? Who's going to want to sit on the bench in Premier League? No, but, no, but you see, this is the point, isn't it? I I don't think we we shouldn't be. I don't agree with all this squad player lark, right? We should buy players that are going to want to play in the first team, expect to play in the first team, and battle for those places. Yes, you can only play 11 players in any one. You can only start with 11 players, but you need to have another 11 players who are just as good or almost as good who can come in when they need to. And that's where we 
we've and, and I, I don't know, I, I get the feeling that Arteta wants a smaller squad so he can keep everybody happier. Where when you've got a he bigger can't. squad, players, you know, I, I don't think he, he struggled, didn't he, with a few players that wasn't happy before. And he, I think that maybe he wants a slightly smaller squad um, of the type of players that he knows he can get the best from. And maybe that's the way he wants to go. But, you know, I don't want us to buy players who just are for the squad. I want them players to, to think and believe that they can be playing in the first team on a yeah. regular basis. And that's what they should be looking at doing. Shouldn't every single player, 23, 24 players, whatever you've got in your squad, they should all, all of them players should think to themselves, I should be playing in that first team every week. Sure. And that's what, you know, and whoever they, whoever comes in for me needs, to, I don't want to say, Oh, well, we need to sign squad players. No, we need to sign players who can potentially be in the first team on a regular basis and, and perform and be good enough to be in a team on a regular basis. Yes. I want to see anger. I want to see anger on that pitch. I want to see someone getting pissed yeah. off that he's been he's been yeah. dragged off. No, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But it, it, it's the blend. It's like when do we you know when we play like another we play Newcastle again and um you know we go in and we play Newcastle that are going to be horrible. Like it's you know the, the atmosphere is mm. going to be you know, intent. I have to say, oh my God, that that stadium is just out of this world. I want someone that wants to get in and get into a fight with someone. You know, I yeah. want to see, you know, kicking Gamera's at like the, from one end of the bloody pitch to the other. And I yeah, want to, exactly. You know, no, no, you're proud, right. Exactly. Proud, proud of the bad, sorry, other way around. <laughs> We're Steve, not going to we're not going to get that, are we? With all these young players, I don't think. Not really. Right. We, we did have one, didn't we? With with rather decent hair, who's just got player of the year in France, who's probably oh, going to be Don't running. start. Don't start Actually. with that village idiot. Seriously, <laughs> don't start me off on that because I will fight you on, on fucking Genduzi. Like honestly, that kid, that kid came with an attitude, right? Go and check yeah. it. Go and check. He has a track record of attitude, right? Yeah. You know, he has one, one, one or two decent games for France, and that's it. He's out the door. No, I'm sorry, mate. That guy was not ready. It was not right for us. Was not right, right for our team. I, I, I've got no time for that bloke. End of story. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying he's necessarily was right for us. I, I, I think that he had that sort of attitude that I think we're lacking. That, yes. that the attitude that he'll fight for everything. You know, every time when he played. Every time there was a little bit of you know fisty cubs on the pitch, if you like, he was the first one there. He was, and, and he's done the same when he's been in France. He's got that kind of attitude, which I kind of quite like in a player. You know, I think um, we've we've become a team that's too nice, and you don't yeah. nice guys don't win very much generally in life. And I think that we need more players with Gwendouzi's attitude to yes. on, on the pitch. I'm thinking, I'm thinking more the spine of the era, though. You know that that sort of you know that 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 yeah. niggle, but just with the skill to it, mate. Is is one for you, Rich? What's all, what do you reckon about this sort of Gerard Bowen, um, Gerard Bowen uh, that we're, we're going after? We won't get him. No, I don't see it. I mean, why would we do it? I, I don't understand. I that. don't think he would fit in our team. I like him. I think he's a good player. Yeah, but I think that I, I think yeah. I don't think he fits in with. You know, where do you put him? For me, I don't know. He basically plays in the same position that Saka's playing, the same position that this Vieira we've just signed play. Yeah. It seems like we can't just overload on the right-hand side of our front three, can we, with loads and loads of players and have nobody else anywhere else. I mean, I, I do like Jared Bowen. I think he's had a great season at West Ham. I thought he was very, very poor for England the other night. Yeah. They all were, to be fair. The whole but he was exceptionally was poor, wasn't he? Let's be honest. He was probably our worst player, unfortunately. I felt a bit sorry for him. It just wasn't his night. And I do like him. But, yeah, he's not He's not for us. I don't think he's got anywhere he'd fit into our team. And I don't think I don't, I don't don't think there's any even interest there with us. It'd be madness if we spent money on a player like that that we don't need. Um, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I think Mark C's put a point about Declan Rice. Um, 
if you want to go uh, on a bigger midfield engine, we need Declan Rice. It might cost 100 million, but he's proven quality. Really no, I mean, Declan Rice is fantastic. He's, he's a yeah, fantastic yeah. player. I love him. That, would, like that would transform our midfield because he's the sort of player that we don't have. I think so we've got players. Who would you sacrifice for him? Well, we wouldn't really need to sacrifice anybody, would we? Again, he's another player to come in. You know, if, if you've got Party and Declan Rice, they're your two options, right? If one of them gets injured, you don't care because you've got another one to come in. And you could play them both together in certain away games when, you know, going Liverpool away, Man City away, you know, when you need to be strong in midfield. I'll tell you, I won't do it because he's not flexible enough. But you've got that option where you could put those two in and that would give you more of an opportunity to get results in these tough away games where generally we've been rolled over. Certainly last season we were and we've had a habit of doing that. So I would be, you know, I wouldn't mind. Yes, you, you know, we just said we don't want to buy Jared Bowen because we've got three or four players in that position. You you know, do we need three or four players in, in the midfield? Well, I think in midfield, you, you do kind of have to rotate a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. With the number of games that you've got, it's a lot of load on a midfield player. Well, it's the injured, it's the injured yeah. that drive the whole and, team. And Party's had a terrible injury record since he's been with us. So, you know, to me, he's not going to play more than half a season anyway. So, we need somebody else who can come in. That's, you know, we saw how much we missed him in the last, what, two, three months of the season when he was out. We didn't have anybody apart from El Nenny um, to come in. And, you know, we don't want to be left with just El Nenny again as our option when Party might well be missing. But Rich, you'd not feel that like someone like Tielemans would actually be forced, not forced, actually could actually take that role up as well. Yeah, potentially he, he could do. I, I'm not necessarily sure if that's his main strength, though, is it? And it'd be maybe taking something away from what he can bring in the attacking firm. But yeah, potentially he could fill that role. I suppose Jack could could fill that role as well. Yeah, he has, he has done. You know, so I suppose yeah, with those two, we've got options, but. Um, I, I don't know. We, we'll have to see exactly where the squad is when the season starts. But I, I'm a little bit concerned that we do need a little bit more in there. And James has said there, um, are you only signing Bowen if Saka is going to Liverpool? Man City? Yeah, I, I, I probably agree with that. That would probably be the only reason why we would buy him no, as a replacement for Saka. Not that that's going to happen, of course. Please don't say that. Please, James, no. stop. Well, it's not going to happen. It, it's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. Um, Russ is there. Jesus can play on the right anyway. Yeah, he can play pretty much anywhere along that front three. Jesus, he would be a big option. Yeah, we haven't got him yet, though, do we? So we need to just uh be um sort of ready for that. James says, There, we need a more expansive and progressive center midfielder. We don't need Declan Rice. Well, yeah, but you see, that's what Telemans would be, wouldn't he? And then Declan Morris could come in as well. I mean, you can't get too many good players in midfield, I don't think. You can pack your midfield out, but I say, I don't think Arteta would be flexible enough to use him in the right way. He would stick to his rigid formation, his rigid style. And I don't think he's going to buy players as a second option, as a different option for different tactics, because he's not going to play a different way. You know, we are going to play this Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, Barcelona type of football, and that's it. And he's going to buy players that are going to fit into that mould, and that's it. That's that, I don't think we're going to buy We're not going to have all these different options. We're not going to have a, a big centre-forward because that's not how he wants to play. We're not going to have, you know, two holding midfield players who are like first-team regulars because he won't play two of them together. He'll, he'll play one and he'll play this slightly odd-shaped midfield with the two slightly further ahead, Partey further back and, you know, bit imbalanced. I feel it's imbalanced, but it obviously works at Man City, but they've slightly got slightly better players, haven't they? Um, but, yeah, Russ says there, uh, if we get Tielemans, um, I can't see Vieira starting at too many games. Disagree. Um, Disagree. Disagree. Uh, yeah, I, I think Vieira is more going to be 
um, giving cover for Saka, isn't he? He's yeah. going to be replacing Saka, maybe starting in the Europa League instead of Saka and that, that kind of stuff. So I think that Tielemans, well, I think Tielemans is going to mean Xhaka doesn't play as much. I would imagine that will probably, if, if if we get him, I think that's what's going to happen there. And Xhaka will probably be the Europa League player or the Carabao Cup player or the FA Cup player, whatever it is. And I think that's how it, I don't think it'll affect Vieira's opportunities. I'm hoping it won't because I want to see Vieira playing in, in a few games, see what he's like, first of all. Yeah. But we haven't we haven't got Telemans yet, no, have we? So we can't really, uh, it's all a little bit up in the air at the minute. But another player that's been mentioned, I kind of want to get your views on, on Zinchenko. I mean, Adam, there's been sort of talk about Zinchenko coming, another Man City player, of course, that Pep knows. Uh, that, sorry, that Arteta knows. What what would you make of Zinchenko? Do you think it'd be a good option? Quite versatile, left-footed. He's versatile, yeah. I mean, but from what I understand, Zinchenko wants to play in midfield, where he mm. plays for Ukraine. And I did see the Ukraine-Scotland game the other week, and he was brilliant. He really was. He played sort of left-hand side of centre midfield, uh, where we hadn't seen him play against Scotland. Yeah, and he was against really Scotland, good. Though, let's be it was against Scotland. You only you only got to play against teams you got in front of you. But he yeah, was no, very he good in midfield. But I don't see where he would fit in with us, like, for me. I just don't see it. I mean, he seems a good character. Obviously, he's, he's, he's a Premier League winner. Um, he's established now in the Premier League. But I don't really see him becoming... He, he's not a first team. You know, I don't see where he kind of fits in. Like, we're not buying him as a left-back. He's not going to get in front of Tierney unless Tierney's injured. And he doesn't get in the centre midfielder if you've, if you've signed Tierney's or if you've got Party or even Xhaka. I wouldn't put him in ahead of Xhaka. So I don't quite see where he would fit in our system. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a non-starter for me. I think that it's possibly too easy to get linked with Man City players because of yeah. Arteta's relationship with Man City. I generally think that that's why certain things like that happen. Um, Sometimes I think we might be better off if Arteta just goes back to Man City, quite honestly. Yeah. But we're looking like, we're obviously looking at a left-sided defender. You know, that's yeah. you know, Aaron Hickey. And the guy from Ajax as well has been linked today, Lisandro Martinez, the um, Argentinian yeah. guy. Um, and I think that that makes sense because he can play centre-back as well as left-back. So right. it's obviously, yeah, and we're looking at obviously someone who can get cover in those positions. And it is cover. You know, Tierney's going to be the first choice left-back. We know the centre-back pairing, you know, could be Gabriel and White or, you know, Saliba or whoever that's going to be. So we are obviously looking for cover in that. But we do really spend 30, 35 million cover. You know, so I can't really see where that's been. Whereas the Aaron Hickey one, a lot cheaper, that makes more sense for me as cover. You know, uh, someone who's going to cost maybe 12, 15 million, maybe, and, you know, we'll play in the cup games, we'll play in the Europa League, you know, and we'll cover for when Tierney and Tommy Asu get injured, which will, which will, which will happen because they will, they both will. Um, yeah. yeah, Zinchenko going back to the original, I just can't see it. I just don't really, it doesn't make sense for me. It really doesn't. No, I mean, the, the only time it kind of makes sense to me when you think about it is obviously the left-back situation. And we saw Xhaka played left-back in, in one or two games. We saw a disaster that was. And with Zinchenko, he can play in the Xhaka position in midfield, but he also would be better at left-back if he was needed, much better than Xhaka would be at left-back. So I think that the I can see them being useful for that, but would we spend that much money on a player that's going to be a backup in two positions when, as you said, we can get cheaper players that can be a backup left back and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it's maybe not necessarily one that will would necessarily work. But I, I could see how he could be a useful player to have because of his versatility. I mean, Steve, you didn't you seem to be sort of shaking your head with Zinchenko. Is he not for you? 
But no, it's not. He's not for me. Great player, absolutely as a utility player, he's absolutely brilliant. But it's not what we need. I think Aaron Hickey actually makes sense. He'll play uh, left or right back. There's a couple of comments around Torreira and uh, Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles has made his bed. Um, sorry, the police are coming for me. Um, so um, yeah, they found me finally. Um, but I, I, I just, I just think when you look at Maitland Niles and Torreira, Torreira doesn't want to be here. Like I'd like to see him have a chance, but he doesn't want to be here. Um, Maitland Niles. Sorry for, for everything about him. He had his chance. He had his opportunity. He had his chance. He wanted to be in midfield. He's not He's not good enough. He's just not good enough to, to, to back it up. So so those guys will go. But I think Aaron Hickey would be would be you know a, a, a cheap alternative that gives the capability to buy the um, strikers that we're looking at to buy you know, in, in other areas. But, you know, we all know that, that, that from a Tierney perspective, you know, there is a reason they call him biscuit hips at Celtic, mate, you know, because he's prone to injury. So having a left back that come in and Tavares is, has proved he's not a left back. He's um he's he has the capability. Going forward he's absolutely amazing actually. You know, left midfield, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there's a winger coming in, no problems at all guy. Kid's got an engine on him, but he's just not a defender. End of story. So mm-hmm. someone like Hickey would actually fit well. And if you look at that Ukraine Scotland game, I think he played really well. I think yeah, mm-hmm. the time that he had on the ball Played well. Chenko for me, I, I, I like him. Don't see where he fits. I'm, I'm, I'm with Adam on that. Yeah, no, no, I, I do kind of agree. I can just because of his versatility, really, and he could fill in in two positions. He's definitely a good player. Him. I think Sinchenko's definitely a good player. I'm yeah. not saying I think he is a good player. And he would definitely improve the squad. It's don't really, like we said. I don't really see where he fits. Yeah. No, you, you, you're probably right. And I, I don't I honestly think we will sign him anyway. He's just one of the players that's been banded about. And as you say, maybe the Man City links, we do seem to be linked with a lot of Man City players for one reason or another, don't we? Because Arteta knows them and they, they would fit into the system, I suppose. But yeah, I don't want us to buy a load of Man City rejects, if I'm honest. Although one or two wouldn't be too bad. If, if they want to give us Kevin De Bruyne out, they're more than welcome yeah, I'd to, to do that. I'd make, space for, I'd make space for him. I'll yeah, take good one. I'd say good one. Yeah, well, good one. We could we could probably have. I wouldn't mind a goalkeeper either. Actually, it'd be all right. There's a there's a few, isn't there? Really, but they're not going to give us them, are they? Pep's not going to no. give us his best players, is he? Let's be honest. Uh, but you know, um, we'll end up with a lot of players that can't get a game there, maybe. But I mean, I suppose you know, not, it's not only all, the transfer window is not just about bringing players in. We do need to bring a lot of players in, as we know, in terms of squad depth. But it's going to be already Lacazette's gone, as we know. And it's looking as though there could be four or five other players may well be leaving as well, for one reason or another. Contracts ended. Uh, they've been out on loan. Um, so maybe we need to have a little look at, at some of them as well. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to put together a little uh, a little link video for this bit. But anyway, um, I, I didn't get a chance to do it. But one of the players, obviously, um, we did speak about before was Reese Nelson. Looks like he probably is going to gonna be going... Uh, he might go back to, to Feyenoord. Possibly he had a decent sort of loan there, didn't he? Maybe. Um, Hector Bellerin's another one. What I mean, he wants to be away. He wants to go to Betis. Um, he had a good season at Betis. Um, but there's an issue with the money side at Betis. He had to drop his wage to go there on loan. They can't afford to pay him what Arsenal were paying him. They can't really afford the transfer fee. I mean, Adam, what... what Obviously, Bellerin wants to go, so he should go. But if real betters, if a deal can't be done with him, what, what's going to happen with, with Hector Bellerin, do you think? Am I, am I right in thinking I said, I read somewhere that the crowd is trying to do crowdfunding. Betis fans are doing crowdfunding to get Bellerin. I think they, they obviously want him there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 
because uh, obviously that's his team, isn't it? That, that was the team yeah. supposedly yeah, yeah. supporting. Yeah. So I think the crowd want to get him back, and have started a crowdfunding page to try and actually get him across. So yeah, I think I like Bellerin. You know, I do think from a player's perspective, I do think his ability dwindled a lot over the past few seasons. But as a guy, I think he seems top class. You know, he does seem a really nice guy. He seems yeah. genuine, um, and I wish him all the best. But I don't see a way back in from Arsenal. And, you know, maybe seven years ago, we could have probably sold into Barcelona for about 50 million. Now, probably be lucky if we can get five, to be quite honest. And he's on higher wages because he is on higher wages. So for me, it might be a case of, you know, take what we can get, let him go, let him go where he wants to go, wish him well, because he has been a decent servant for us. He's never caused problems. Um, You know, he's always been fully committed to Arsenal. And I think, you know, he's one of the players who could leave in the right way. Um, yeah. You know, so I hope I hope that you know I, I would wish him all the best because I think he's a genuine guy. I just don't see a way from back from from Arsenal. I just I don't see him playing again. No, no, no I, I don't think he'll stay at Arsenal. I mean, it's just it's just a shame if you know if the betting thing can't happen because I think that'd be a good fit for him. Like you said, it's his club. He had a great yeah. season there, um, and it would be a shame if that can't happen for him. Really, which, which would be unfortunate. I mean, obviously we mentioned Guendouzi. What what are we thinking about Torreira then, Steve? Because Torreira obviously is still contracted to us. Right. Uh, the Italian deal seems to have fallen through. I mean, what do we do with him? Do we send him back out on loan? Do we try and sell him? First, mean, first off, I want everybody in Twitter to just absolutely batter Florentina for being absolute assholes. Um, that's yeah. number one, everybody. Um, no, I, 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 again, another player who I just sort of I look at him and I think actually could do a job for us. He could do a job for us. He doesn't want to be here. And, and Arteta doesn't want him. So we're going to have to sell him. And there are a few clubs in for him, from what I can tell. And it's the same with Bellerin. You, know, you look at Bellerin, there's never been any negativity. He's always been behind Arsenal. He loves Arsenal. He loves what we do. He loves where we are. You know, yeah. and Torreira is the same. Torreira is the same. He's like, he, he, I don't think he got a chance. I, I genuinely don't think he got a chance to actually prove it. And I liked him. I absolutely liked him. I liked the way he played. He's he didn't aggressive. get a chance under this manager. He got plenty of chances under under Emery and did pretty well. Yeah, I thought so. And I think he could do a job for us, but he doesn't want to be here. So, so yeah. you know, everything I've read, everything I've seen, all the Twitter feeds, a whole lot from him. He doesn't want to be here. He wants to be in Italy. So, fair deals to the guy. Let's get what we can. Let's kind of move him on, get his wages off the bill. But it's the same with Bellerin. You know, we've we got to give that guy a way out. Um, that's not to say we should lose, well, say lose money. Look at Pepe when he goes. But... Um, <laughs> You know, like uh, for me, for me, Torreira, I like him. I think he could do a job. Our, our manager's not gonna, not gonna keep him, so he's got to move on. And the same, same with Bellerin, you know, and and that kind of helps. And Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Reese Nelson, I think is a mistake. I think we should keep him. Um, but again, you know, there, there's there are others coming through. So you got four or five straight there that that are going to be out the door tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's, there's apparently uh, I can't I can't remember who it was. Is Atalanta want him? Yeah, so there's a couple of companies that, yeah, there's a couple of um, teams that want to come in for him. He cost us nothing. Well, I say nothing. I mean, Jesus Christ! If I had someone gave me five million, then I'd be, you know, it'd be happy days. But I, I, I think for Tavares, he, he's not going to get another chance. He's, he's not going to get, and he's not going to put like Emil Smith Rowe out the team or Martinelli or or anybody else. So, so you know, shame on the, so, yeah, shame. But move him on. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that has to happen. I mean, it just seems it just seems strange, isn't it? You know, as, as Adam said, you know, a few years ago, we could have got decent money for Bellerin. Now we're going to 
get hardly nothing. Guendouzi, we're going to lose money on, despite the fact he's just one player of the year in France. Torreira, we're probably not going to get a lot for him. It's like terrible, terrible business that Arsenal have done in the transfer market over the last few years, haven't we? To be in this situation now where, you know, we, we've got potentially an opportunity to sell four or five players to bring in some big funds to help fund the new signings. And we can't do that because the players aren't worth no money and they're not worth the money anymore. Well, well, whatever reason. Pepe, uh, another example, we're going to lose, we're going to lose millions. In fairness, weren't, wasn't it, um, what's his name? Um, Spanish guy, uh, Riolas or whatever his name is. Uh, he, he was the one that actually broke Raul Raul Sunili. No, no, it was uh, Sunili, yeah, it was Sunili that yeah, did actually got these deals. So, and, and he was as bent as, as they come. So, there's no two ways about it. The reason he was kicked yeah, out, yeah. Of the, out of the business, he was so far into the agent's pocket. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you, you, I can't really put that on Edu. No, I, I, I can't put that in Edu. Um, but again, no. yeah, moving forward, you're absolutely right. Moving forward, we've got to stop this bullshit of like you know players leaving for free or the contracts running down. You know, mm. you know, my worry right now is Saka and getting him to sign up to a new contract. And you know, if he wants to put a, a, a clause in it, great, put a 250 million clause in there. You know, you want to you you, you gen genuinely Man City want him or Liverpool want him, put a 250 million clause. Go put your money where your mouth is. You know, you want to buy him, go and buy him because no no player's bigger than Arsenal. They're not bigger than the fans or anything else. I love him to bits. Don't get me wrong. You, you know, I love that kid to bits. We watched him. But honestly, if his agent's saying, oh, yeah, yeah we want a release clause, so 250 million, go and do that. Um, and then and, and then they go from there. You know, it's the same as Aston Villa with Grealish. And of course, he's, yeah. he's, he's set the world alight, hasn't he? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, ultimately, um, if we are going to lose, if we are going to lose some of our better young players, then, yeah, we've got to make sure that we're not going to repeat these mistakes that we're currently dealing with now and we, we can't get the money from and yeah I, I would put any any limit on the, the, the transfer fee for Saka would he agree to a limit that's a bit uh, unrealistic probably not because he, he will want to know that there's assurances that if he wants to leave at any point for whatever reason mm. he's not going to be priced out of the market and I think that's important as well but yeah we need to make sure in future we don't make these same mistake transfer mistakes again because it's been ridiculous the last few years have been a joke really we, we've become a joke haven't we with yeah. the players we've had to let go I mean to pay off players like Aubameyang to play off players like Ozil to get rid of them you know to lose money on Pepe we, we're going to lose millions to lose money on players even like Guendouzi losing money on him Torreira you know, Bellerin, we can't get much money for now. And these are all players that would have been worth, um, you know, other clubs have sold lesser players than them and have bought a whole new team. Do you know what I mean? And we, so, we're, we're, we're scrapping around for a few million here and there for them. But the, question, the question is, right, the question is, and obviously we've got a lot of people watching and stuff, and I'd be really interested to hear what they've got to say. Is, is So if someone like Grealish is worth over 100 million to sit on the bench, right, and you've got players like Kane at 150 who've never won a trophy in their life, right? You know, they want 100, yeah, they want 150 million from what's someone like Saka worth uh, uh, in his prime, seriously, in his prime, right? Young player, get yeah, absolutely flying in the England team, not whatever it is. What's that? What's, what's he worth? Do you think 200 million would be too much? You know, if someone like Kane at his age is 150 million, right? And Grealish is 100 million to sit on a bench. What, what is someone like Saka actually worth as a release clause? I, I, how, how much was Haaland worth? Well, yeah, Haaland was 60 million, wasn't it? It was 60 million. That was his buyout clause. Well, there you go. Haaland's <laughs> worth 60 million. How's Saka worth 200 million when you look yeah, at but it? He's, he's, but he's on 500,000 500, a week. Like 500k yeah, a week. That covers, that's what I'm saying. See, the, the, the wages. 
sometimes compensate for the transfer fee, don't they? And yeah, you could put a 200, 200 million um, sort of price tag on Saka, for example. And I'm not saying he's not worth that. I, I don't know what he's worth. It's all to do with, um, I, I suppose, mar- you know, the, the marketplace at the time, isn't it? What someone's willing to pay for him. Yeah. You know, if, if Man City offers 200 million, then obviously we would sell. You'd be stupid not to. The, Cron- because... the Cronkies would take it tomorrow. They'd like, no, yeah. but I, I, w- I would agree with that. I think that would be mm. uh, the, the right decision. If you offer £200 million for any player, you've got to take it because you can buy four or five really good players with that money. And if Absolutely. you invest it properly, you can rebuild. Look at Liverpool did with Coutinho. You know what I mean? That's the sort of thing that we could look at. Now, I don't want Saka to go. <laughs> well, yeah, there he is. Yeah, but, but look what he did for Liverpool. What they funded yeah. by selling him. You know, so... Um, I mean, I don't know what, what price that... I mean, it's difficult to put a price tag on a player, isn't it? Because it is what someone else is willing to pay for, I suppose. And that's, um, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't want to sell him for any amount of money. No, I'm just... Sort of, and I tell Rich, like, I love the kid. I want him to be at Arsenal for the rest of his career to the very end, but that ain't going to happen. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is realistically... Um, Realistically, what we've got to look at is, as a player, he wants a release clause in it. Okay, so two hundred million, I think, is is a fair price for him because ultimately, say Grealish is a hundred, you know, Kane is one hundred and fifty, you know, with all of his. Yeah, but aren't they? I mean, aren't they? To be fair, in terms of age and experience, aren't they ahead of Saka? Both of those two players. No, a year ago, Grealish was ahead of Saka, wasn't he? A year ago, he was. Disagree. Disagree. They play in the same team. So they play in the, they play in the England team together. They are classed as the best in England, right? That, there's eleven players that go on that pitch that's classed as the best players in England. End of story, right? And one yeah. of them is an Arsenal. Well, a couple of them are Arsenal players. Yeah. So you got Ramsdale. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever we think. And and going back to your beat, what's in front of you? We got battered by Hungary. You know. So so you know that that Ukraine Scotland thing goes there. But you know. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is when we look at the Premiership, the cost of the Premiership, what, what English players cost, to what, and this is half of the problem that we've got is, if you're not, when you're trying to sell your players abroad, they just don't get the same wages, they don't get the same money. The, the Premiership is now at a level from a financial perspective where it's just miles ahead, with the exception of PSG. You know, with someone like PSG yeah, or Real yeah, Madrid, yeah. Barcelona is screwed, they're, they're, they're absolutely in, in there. But, but when you look at like PSG, they've got money to burn. They got money to burn, but um, like yeah, and, and so we're seeing some stuff going in. But yeah, from 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 my perspective, is I'm sorry, Snacker is an England international, right? That actually has the capability and actually plays more than Grealish, who was a hundred million, right? And so end of story. So Grealish is on the bench. Saka always plays. End of story. So so he is classed as one of the top eleven in the whole of the UK. End of story. There's no argument that sits behind it. So you want to buy him, pay the money. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, you no. When you look at when you look at their career so far, and if you're comparing that the prices what they were valued, obviously Greenish went for 100 million. Harry Kane's been valued at 150 million, right? When you look at their both of their two careers in compared to, I mean, they're more experienced than Saka because he's still a young player, isn't he? And I'm not saying he's not he's not better than them or, or worse than them. I think it's difficult because he, you know, with Greenish you can maybe compare him a little bit because they play a similar role, but. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's. I think if you put a two hundred million release clause, I don't think Saka and his agent would agree to that because it's too much. 
Too much. As a release clause. I mean, I think um, we had a comment here. Um, Snowy put in there, he'd put a release clause at 300 million. Well, there's no point having a release clause at 300 million because nobody will pay it. <laughs> so you might as well not have a release clause at all because no one's going to pay it, are they? It needs to be, um, I don't know, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, what, what would you say, Adam, with, with that then? With, if, you know, this release clause for Saka, what do you think would be a realistic price to put on that? I think that, like you said, that there's no way they're going to want that high. There's, you know, it's like Harland. Harland, when he negotiated his, he wanted a realistic one. He, he, you know, it wasn't that he wasn't confident, but he wanted a realistic one that, yeah. you know, was, was going to be met, which is why it was like 51 million in the end. I think that you won't get 200. I mean, I'd love to say 200, but I think realistically, like you said, one to 120, realistically, I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah. I think one, one to 120, I think, you know, you could maybe push it, but you get to go on, on who's a transfer at the moment. We all said about Harry Kane, 150 million. That was last season. It wouldn't be 150 million now. You know, if he was going to go now, you'd probably be around about the 100 mark. That's why I was kind of saying it. That was the price then. Probably not now. Another year down the line, another year older kind of thing. Um, but, you know, arguably Kane's going to get more points for a club than Sacklewood. Do you know what I mean? Like at the moment, Kane is that kind of natural goal scorer. I hate to say it, he is. So a natural goal scorer is worth more to a club more money. yeah but, yeah yeah so, so you know just so like if kane's gonna go about 100 million over the age difference i'd say the release clause has to be somewhere between one and 120. yeah no um, i i think that would be more realistic yeah just because of that fact he's still a young player sacker isn't he? let's be honest he's not really yeah, a team exactly. much in the game he's been our best player but let's be honest that's not such a massive achievement in the last couple of years with our sort of poor we've been for a long time you know i'm hoping that we eat a couple more years and then he is going to be worth like yeah that no no exactly yeah yeah, no that's what i think that's what yeah that's that's we, he has well, I, I hope he isn't you know. because it means someone's going to buy him but ultimately yeah. we want him to play as that well that he, he is i mean he, he's that like i say i would personally i wouldn't sell him for any amount of money because i don't want him to play for anybody else but ultimately no. When you look at the club as a business, if an offer comes in, a ridiculous offer, you'd be mad not to take it, wouldn't you? Let's be honest, for any players. Because, you know, you can rebuild your whole, you can rebuild your whole, as long as you invest it properly, you can rebuild your team, can't you? And it's yeah. not like we don't need to. I mean, out and out, there said, uh, would you sell Gabriel Margulies and buy um, Lissandro and Zinchenko out of the money? Well, depends how much we would get. I mean, I, I would hope that we'd get more for Gabriel just by two players, but I wouldn't really want to sell Gabriel particularly because unless we could get a replacement in that was equally as good, then why sell the player you've got in the first place? It doesn't make sense, does it? So I wouldn't, I'm not in favour of selling players necessarily, uh, better players. I want to keep them and build around them. But if a stupid offer comes in, you've got to look at it, haven't you? You've got to look at it realistically yeah. and say, what could we do with this money? You know, Arsenal don't have, don't appear to have uh, a lot of it, similar budgets to some of the other bigger clubs. If something comes in, we'd be silly to turn it down, wouldn't we? I'm not, certainly silly not to at least consider it seriously and look at the, the possible options, I suppose. Um, Stephen says, uh, if we're losing any of our talented youngsters, we want good money for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, enough is enough. We've had our pants pulled down more time than I care. No, well, we have exactly. Um, 100% we have. And this is what we were just talking about before. Some of the terrible, terrible transfer dealings that we've done in recent years. It's been ridiculous. Um, James says, yeah, so that guy depends on the fee. Yeah, exactly. It does depend on the fee. That's the whole point, isn't yeah. it? You only would sell your best players if the fee is what you would want. Uh, James has said they're 51 million for Haaland due to the clause. Yeah, we, we mentioned that yeah. before. Um, 
And I'm going to say that Saka has a lot of development left in him yet by the time he reaches... Yeah, exactly. Exactly, he does. In the, if in the next five years he, he develops in the way that we potentially can see that he will, he's going to be, you know, he'll be worth... Who knows what he'll be worth in five years' time, four or five years' time. You don't know. We don't know what the market's going to be like. But, you know, we'll have to see um, how that all goes, really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about the market, I suppose. James says there, Saka is a hundred, hundred twenty million pound clause. Anything more is unrealistic based on how he plays currently. No, I think, yeah, that's basically what Adam said. I kind of agree with that. I, I think you, you can. Russ says there, Kane has the ability to win games by himself, Saka not so much. Yeah, but then Saka doesn't play in. I know you, you could say that about Kane, but it, Kane's got Son around him, he's got really good players around him. Whereas Saka's been carrying us on his own, hasn't he, for the last two seasons? Yeah, disagree with that one. Disagree and, with that one. Hey, you, you disagree with that? I just, yeah, I disagree that that Saka, like that Kane, Kane, Kane has the ability to actually go out and win the game, but he's got Son around him and he's got like an amazing midfield. But I think Saka actually brings a hell of a lot more from the creativity perspective and brings goals with him. So, so I, mm. I, I, I kind of I understand the part that Kane is a striker and and Saka mm. isn't, but actually to turn around and say that 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 Kane can win games is is. Yeah, in comparison to um, uh, to Saka, I, I, I disagree. I think Saka brings something like a dimension. When you see Saka and Smith Rowe together, right? They 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 they're just that they're in the same level. I I believe, like you know, as an Arsenal fan, I believe they're on the same power as Son and um, Kane. And, and and look at Emil Smith Rowe's um, uh, goal. I mean, goal. I, mean I, I love Saka and Smith Rowe, right? As much more as much as anybody does, but. To say that they're better than Kane and Son at this moment in time, I think that's... No, I, and what I'm saying is the dynamic between them, right? It's the dynamic b- b- between the two of them. And I think I, I, I don't believe... You, you, it's not fair. It's not right to actually turn... What I'm turning around and saying is that uh, if Harry Kane is worth £150 million, I think a young talent that's capable of actually getting into the England eleven without even drop yeah without even a uh, worry about it is worth more. I'm sorry, you know, Kane is Kane is now getting to the end of his career. What I'm turning around and saying is creativity between our midfield, right? This is what we've been talking all along. Right. If we were to if we were to have, God forbid, Harry Kane in our team, right, actually you'd see a better player. You'd actually see more goals, you'd see a better player because of the creativity that we have. And that's what Saka does. He's not a striker. But what they do is they score goals. Um, so, so I don't agree with you when you turn around and say that Kane actually wins wins um, uh, matches for you. If he did, yeah, England would be doing a lot better than they are right now. Uh, I'm sorry, that, but that's my opinion. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel as though um, the amount of goals that Harry Kane has scored, yes, he hasn't won any trophies, and we and we do love the fact that that's been the case. But <laughs> always, the, yeah, always, yeah. The sheer number of goals that he scored in his career at Tottenham, you know, those numbers are really, really it's impressive it's numbers, aren't they? Yeah. Consistently well every single season. Playing in a team that, let's face it, is Tottenham. You know, they're not Liverpool, they're not Manchester City, they're Tottenham, and he's still scoring regularly decent number of goals. And his partnership with Son certainly over the last couple of years has been. The only reason why Tottenham have been anywhere near where they've been in the league, they wouldn't be anywhere near that level without the, the partnership those two have had. And yes, Saka's carried us in the last two seasons, one hundred percent. He definitely has. And but um, I don't know. I think at the moment he's twenty-one years old, Saka. And as a kid, it's not. Is I don't know. I, I think in, four, in three or four years' time, if he develops, then the, the sky's the limit in terms of what yeah. he's worth. At this moment in time, I think Harry Kane is worth more than Bukayo Saka. As at this moment in time, 
I, maybe I not in a year or two because Harry Kane, as you said, he's maybe reaching his peak and maybe going the other way. He's, what he's twenty nine, yeah. nearly. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, feel, I don't feel that way, and that's purely because he's 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 on he's he's at the peak, peak of his career right now. And this question is to sort of turn around and say, do I think Son, Son is better than Saka? Absolutely. So at this moment in time in their career and where they are from a career perspective to a development perspective, absolutely, uh, I do think Son is better. Um, but I just think that, that Harry Kane is now at a point where he's going to start to wane from 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 a performance perspective. Well, quite possibly. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't quite as good this last season, just gone as he had been the season before no. and the season before that. So who knows? But maybe he just needs a new challenge and, somewhere else. And let's let's face it: if we had Son and Kane at Arsenal, we'd be we'd be you know, you know in, in a different level. But what I'm saying, yeah, is, but you're talking about that. We did have Lacazette and Aubameyang, and I think Lacazette and Aubameyang were one of the best partnerships that we could have had, and we got ruined. Yeah, completely got ruined. So if we had if we had Kane and Son, you, uh, you can guarantee under this manager, neither of them will be scoring more than ten goals a season because he would batter the goals out of them like he did with the other two that we had. But anyway, yeah. that's a different story. But uh, Steve says, uh, James says, yeah, Steve, you had too much wine. <laughs> I want more wine. I need more wine. That's it. But that's, that's it. That's what I love. That's what I love about the banter. Yeah, I think, uh, I yeah, think you, need, you need more wine. Mark C says, uh, "What some transfer fee do you think we'll get Jesus for?" Didn't they? Haven't they rejected a fifty million? Was it fifty million we've bid and been rejected, or was it not as much as that? I, I, think, got, I think they're talking about going back in with fifty million. I think we bid forty or something. Which was rejected. Forty was it? Um, well, Alan Atkins says they're forty-two point five for Jesus, same as we paid for the Messiah Meza. I mean, I think maybe we might need to spend more than that, unfortunately, to get Jesus. Oh. I think. Even though he's got a year left of his contract, do we want to? Do we want to spend that? I don't know. They, they want the money. They want the money back that they spent on Harlan. They want fifty million. I think they will. They'll try I and get it. Yeah. With one year left on his contract, is he worth fifty million? I don't know. That, that's that's the question, isn't it? Um, so I, I don't know. Um, Russ has got a question for you, Steve. He says, Steve, do you think Son is better than Saka? There you go. That's a slightly different. I said that. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think Son is better than Saka, hundred percent. But they're at different phases in their career. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 of course they are. They're, they're different type of players as well. Let's be honest. They, they, yeah. Son's a, a, basically a striker, whereas you know Saka is more of a, a, a wide player, isn't he? Uh, James says there yeah, we offered forty-five. They said yeah. no. We've gone back with fifty. Oh, yeah, I knew fifty million had been mentioned. I mean, I think fifty million for a player with one year left on a contract is a lot, really. When we you know could get him for free next next year but obviously that won't happen because he'll go somewhere this year won't he if we want him we're gonna to have to pay russ says there 30 million bid for gabriel rejected nice one, nice one. Um, we should bid 30 million and um, plus one pound yeah that, that worked well didn't it last time we we tried that um we've got a comment there from nerdscape says there lisandro martinez incoming apparently says ornstein you see this is a weird thing right all those sort of big big names that always come out with a transfer you know ornstein's one um, Charles Watts, all of these have been talking about Jesus and Telemans and all that, and yet nobody mentioned Vieira. None of them yeah. big names no. even know mentioned Vieira. So the fact that they're talking about Martinez to me is like, well, is that really going to happen? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it did, then then great. Um, but I'm not quite sure if it will. James says there, uh, they know we're desperate, so they'll get away. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I agree. And we are, I mean, are we desperate for Jesus? We're desperate for strikers. Are we necessarily desperate for him? If, if for me, we put an offer that we think is a reasonable offer. If they if they reject it, we look elsewhere. There's plenty of there's plenty of players that we can go for. I think. Um, the, the question is, is does it matter? Yeah, if it's fifty million or whatever. If it, if that guy's going to get you, you know, whatever, whatever, um, however many goals, it's enough to get us in top. Yeah, the top yes, four. But, 
Yeah, but because... what you got to think of though, Stephen, I, I agree to a certain extent. But the more we spend on Jesus, the less we've got to spend on other players in other positions, which we do right. need as well. And I think we need to look at that as well. For a year, a year left on his contract, that's what we got to think of. It's not like he's got three or four years left. Fifty million would be a decent price, probably. But with one year left, I think it's a lot to ask. And you know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Nursecape says there he's only five foot nine. Yeah, but he's a sort of that's the sort of striker that Arteta likes, isn't it? So I don't think that's really uh, an issue for him. Um, Mark says there. Uh, I only ever believe we bought someone till I see him in our shirt. No, I agree. That, I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, I only tend to know that for a fact. And Nursecape says oh, I like the lad Jonathan David. Yeah, Jonathan David looks a decent player. But again, is he the profile that Arteta wants as a striker? I'm not sure if he is. Um, James says uh, <laughs> we're desperate for Jesus uh, we've done the same as Vlajevic all the eggs are in one basket if they cut this up now the backlash will be yeah. unreal yeah it does seem to be the case we do seem to have thrown everything at Jesus um, and that doesn't make it easier when you're trying to bid for a player does it because like you said Man City will look at it and think well we'll just offer we'll say 100 million there you go you want him pay 100 million and that's ridiculous isn't it so I think we need to have um, some sort of um, realistic price tag on it. Mark says there, yeah, summer paper talk is ridiculous. 100% is. And the stuff on Twitter and the stuff is ridiculous as well, isn't it, when it comes to the transfer window? You get what happens is, right? What makes me laugh on Twitter, right, is you'll have somebody say, like, um, for example, David Ornstein or somebody like that will tweet out that Arsenal are potentially interested in some player that no one's ever heard of. And then suddenly 25,000 kids on Twitter will be tweeting, oh, Arsenal are going to sign this player. Mm -hmm. You've just seen what someone else has tweeted and you're just copying it. <laughs> so don't pretend you know we're going to sign them because you don't. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Russ says that Dominic Cavalier, we spoke about him before. I agree. I, I would like to, to try and get him. But again, he's not an Arteta sort of striker, is he? Mark C says that we get linked to 250,000 players every summer. Yeah, we do. And we end up buying four or five of them. Sometimes not even the ones that we think. And Nursecape says that we paid um, three million for the Brazilian kid when we could have got him for free. Um, what that new one that we've just signed? Could we have got him for free? Could we? I, don't know. I couldn't have. No, it was. It was there was. Uh, I know he had a year left in his contracts, but he had a pre-contract with Wolves, didn't he? Which which didn't mean shit actually from a legal perspective. But there were a few others actually in for him, so he was. He had a year left on his contracts. The same as Jesus is my understanding on that one. Oh, okay. Um, I like, I like stories like this that James is telling us here. He says, personal terms and wages have been agreed with Jesus. It's just a £50 million fee to be accepted now. He says, Jesus followed Edu on Instagram today and a barber who cuts all the arse. Who's the barber? Who's the barber? Because if these two players are crap, I'm going to get Adam a haircut with him. <laughs> I mean, Adam, that's the sort of I stuff need, that you'll I need some hair first. Adam, that's <laughs> the sort of stuff that you'll be looking at in that new show, isn't it? Exactly. The stuff that goes out on Instagram and Twitter and stuff so like that. So that is exactly what I'm going to be looking at. So we're going to do the um, the Arsenal social. Where yeah. I'm going to literally going to be looking through everything to do with Arsenal social, looking at the meltdowns that, that basically happen on a daily basis, um, looking at the good stuff as well, though, looking at things like hairdressers and whatever yeah. else comes up. Yeah, looking forward no, to that's, it. That's going to be great. And that, that's the sort of that, that comment there from James is kind of definitely going to fit yeah, in like that. With, it, with that show. We'll be having a lot of that kind of stuff, I'm sure. Um, so we'll see. What, but no, I mean, to be honest with you, um, the whole transfer window 
does your head in after a while and it's it's all a load of it's all a load of faff really isn't it and ultimately it's got to be done because you need to have a transfer window i suppose but i don't know and james says yeah don't talk to me about bar. well obviously james has got a, a fear of bar doesn't he with all his fantastic hair that he's got which we're not jealous about at all but anyway um no mate no mate no, no, it seems all right no, yeah. it seems all right i'm, I'm no, all forward rich seriously it's all coming oh, forward, mate. it's, it's uh, trust me on that one just get a hat. That's the easiest way, really. Yeah, Arsenal hat. Arsenal. Yeah. It's too bloody hot. It's 35 degrees here in Bases, though. Come on. Like, be yeah, at the moment. Uh, yeah, maybe a baseball cap then, you know, just to oh, keep the sun off your head. Yeah, I'll, I'll you Not that we, I've, I haven't seen any sun for a bloody month. So I'm leaving that there. Anyway. Quick, quick question, uh, actually, for Adam, mate. We've got the FIFA team sorted out. What's happening? Not yet. Not yet. I'm going to enroll my son in that, though. I'm going to get him to sort that one out. So all of those, yeah, so all those listeners, if you've got a FIFA team, like, like bring it out to any Tottenham, any Tottenham ones, we're going to take them on. We're going to do the FIFA. I've already, I've got someone to help you. I've got someone on the background for that as well. Sorry, 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 Rich. Sorry, Rich. No, no, it sounds good. Um, Russ says uh, it's too late for regain. It's much oh, too late for that, mate. That, 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 that's that's, 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 that's ship sailed a long time ago. Don't you worry about that. Not feeling any love from Russ right now. No. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, we, we don't really need to worry. To, I, I just wear hats and that, that just talks me out. I'm not, I'm not that bothered, really. Okay, I've, got, okay. I've got used to it now. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you get a little bit upset when you're 25. But, you know, when you get a bit older, it doesn't seem to matter anymore, does it? So I just get a hat and that's no. it, really. Um, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. What, what you need to do, Adam, maybe for that show is look into this barber. Get this, this you know, tweet to this barber. Yeah, I might have to try and get, uh, get him on the show. Let's go, well, live. Let's go live yeah. from there. Go live from the barbers. Let's do that. Yeah. Come on. That would who's be good, it, isn't it? Who's that it about would... the barbers? Who's it one that said about the barbers, mate? James. James, send, yeah. Send his details across, James. Yeah. I love you, Russ. Russ, I love you, mate. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, poor old Russ. No, everyone loves Russ. Come on. They, they do. Let's just be honest. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, basically, then, as things stand in, I would say pretty much... Um, Oh, the only one other thing I wanted to mention is two things. First of all, Bert Leno, because we've got this Matt Turner from America. Um, I think Bert Leno is going to be off, isn't he? And, yeah, you know, right. I personally think it's a mistake. He should be number one for me. But anyway, that's another story. Uh, it looks as though he'll be off. Matt Turner is going to be number one. We've got the old um, Runnerson guy. He's still on Rock in the He's on low. Well, back. yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, I think you can loosely yeah. call him a goalkeeper. Who's yeah. a defender that sounds like a 4 by 4 um, Ranger, or whatever his name is. Is it Ranger? To, uh, the other American. The other yeah. American we signed, yeah. Trusty, oh, wasn't it? Trusty. Trusty, Ranger that's it. Trusty. Trusty, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Ranger Trusty. Like, he, does, yeah. Yeah, he does sound like a 4x4 from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, um, but I'm, I don't know how much he's going to play, but it looks like Matt Turner is going to be our number two goalkeeper next season. So it looks like Burton Leno is going to be off, and, you know, good luck to him. Looks like he might be going to Fulham. So fair play to him. I think he's a decent goalkeeper still, really good goalkeeper. So it'd be a shame to see him go. Trusty, and of course, trusty, the other one, trusty. yeah, trusty, yeah, one name trusty, that is trusty. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how much he's going to play, if I'm honest. But anyway, um, and of course, the other big one, a name that's been talking about, um, you know, social media, probably our most famous player on social media who's never played a game for us. It may well be coming back, William Saliba. Um, mm. What what do we think is going to be in the in store for him this season is he going to be in our squad is he going to leave it seems as though Guendouzi is trying to hijack a move to get him to go to Marseille I mean Adam what, what do you think do you think Saliba's going to actually play this season now um I think he'll yeah. be with us this season yeah I've been listening yeah. to the season now where he'll be within the squad 
Um, whether he'll start at the season, probably not. But I think he'll be embedded in through, um, you know, Europa League, no, the cup yeah, games, yeah. and like that kind of way. But I do think he's definitely going to be there. I think he'll be probably, you know, obviously we've got people like Pablo Mari as well. I think if we can sell Pablo Mari, then I think he'll go. Um, I think we'll probably retain Holden and, and Saliba as our backups. And that's what I can would, would kind of see. And I think Saliba has got to be pushing for a, for a starting berth, you know. And I think, you know, he has to be. I mean, he, from what I've seen of him, I saw a bit of the French League last year. And whenever I saw him play, he looked solid. Um, but we do know the Premier League is a different ball game, you know, compared to France. Yeah. As, you know, Nicolas Pepe will tell you that. Um, so let's see how he gets on. But, yeah, I want to see him integrated. Like, you know, he looks good. So um, I actually, you know, want to see how he can perform. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to him, actually. Like the old, like old George Graham used to say that Kevin Campbell every year. It's like a new signing. You know, so, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Well, it is a new signing because he's never played a game. Yeah. So he technically will be, won't he? Um, James well, I do love the I do love the fact of Saliba. Like, there's so many people out there who are Saliba experts who obviously oh, have been following, yeah, religiously oh, yeah. following him in France. They've seen every single kick that he's done in France. So, going by what they've said, he's like he's like you know Baresi and Maldini yeah. in one. I mean, it, maybe he will be. Maybe that's maybe that's what he'll be. Um, James says there he won't miss biscuit hands, Leno. Well, I, I will. I think that's a mistake to tell him. But anyway, um, Mark says there has anyone actually seen Saliba yeah. play? Uh, he did play that one game for Arsenal, I remember. Was it a friendly, wasn't it, during a COVID situation? Yeah. He, he played in the first half, and that game he played pretty well. But other than that, I've seen some clips of him, obviously, playing in France. But no, I haven't seen him play, really. And I know probably as much about him as I know about this um, Vieira we've just signed, actually. I probably know about it from just watching clips of him. That's about it, really. Um, Nerdscape says they're surely better than Wyatt. Well, we'll have to see. Potentially, he could be. Um uh, and Mark C says they're not just one game here. Yeah, that's the one game. That's the only game I've seen Saliba play. So I don't know what to really expect with him other than he looked quite good in that game in a friendly against MK Dons or somebody. Um, Russ says there, uh, last time we kept a clean sheet, Leno was in goal. He was indeed, yeah. Last time we kept a clean sheet against Aston Villa, it was. The only game Leno played after August in the Premier League, wasn't it? And he played well that day. So anyway, um, I mean, Steve, what, what, what do you reckon about Saliba then? I mean, do you know, have you watched him play? Have you seen him play more than once? I have. I've seen him play a couple of games, actually. So I think it's time, it's time for the bullshit to stop. I think actually the break away from the stun in the world would be good. Um, and again, it's it, the, the French league is still good, um, but we're, we're talking about the Premiership, the Premiership, and it's week on week on week now. So, so for me, I think he's going to be an exciting player. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to push Ben White um, in there, and I think he's absolutely going to be. Um, I, I think he's been really good for us. Um, but again, the whole PR bullshit has to stop. All the Twitter, Bar say this and Bar say that. You are an Arsenal player. We pay you your money. Get your ass back here and actually play the game. So stop talking about it. Get on and actually do it. Is is, is my view. And actually give everybody, you know, all, all yeah, whether it's Ben White or whoever it happens to be. I think he's got a place in this team. I think he's good. I think that the time away has been really good for him. Um, but the Premiership mm. is 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 like you know, well, well I watched him against um um oh what's his name Mbappe and he absolutely but you know gave Mbappe his ass on the play. Absolutely brilliant, played really really well. But he's also had some horror like shock horror games as well. So but the Premiership was actually gonna um, find the Premiership is gonna find find that out. And I think for that young kid to come back, be part of this team, be part of us, and be loved by us as Arsenal fans as well, because we all love him. Right? I just think he's going to flourish. I think he's going to do really, really well. It's just what we need. It's absolutely just what we need. So, I yes, mean, 
I, I just think that the hype that there's been over him, I don't get it because I've not really seen enough of him. And to me, he's, he's a player. Yes, he's our player. We've had him for two or three years already and he's not played yet. And I, I want to see him play for Arsenal and, you know, I'll support him. But other than, you know, I don't know anything more than that. I want to just see him play, let him see how he gets on in the Premier League and go from there. And if he, if he plays well, fantastic. If he doesn't, if he's not quite up to that level, then fair enough. I'm going to be radical, Rich. I'm going to be really radical. I'm turn around and say he reminds me of Sol Campbell. It's like watching Ooh. Sol Campbell without the injuries. Seriously. Uh, that's okay, how good this well. is going to be. Right. But then, uh, you, but then you, you did say Saka's better than Harry Kane, so we'll take that with a pinch of salt, maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> what I said is that Saka's at a different point and worth more than Harry Kane because he plays the fucking yeah, Tottenham. I know what you said, and I know. anybody who plays for Tottenham, that's instantly 50 million off, straight off, like, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and no, I, exactly. I love Son to a point. Just to a point. Right. <laughs> but no, I think, right. so, I, genuinely, genuinely, I think Saliba is going to be um, a real asset to this, this, biz, this team. He just needs to actually make his mind up with the Premiership. With his well, let's numbers. hope so. I mean, Nursecape says that you think you've got young player of the year. I think he might have done, didn't he? I think Guendouzi got Maybe. player of the year and he got young player of the year or something, which is, which is mad. Um, uh, James talking about Leno again. He said, uh, Custard Creamers did well in the Villa game, to be fair. Um, but he's not a top four goalkeeper. Get rid. Well, I think he's a top four goalkeeper, personally. He's better than Larice for a start off. Um, and Nursecape says they would love. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's a great goalkeeper as well. But obviously, we've got Matt Turner now and we've got Aaron Ramsdale. So we're not going to sign another goalkeeper, are we? We've got them two goalkeepers for next season and, and that's what we've got. So, um, I mean, I did want to talk about, obviously, the fixtures are out yesterday as well. And I know it's almost, it seems pointless because you play 38 games, you play 19 teams home and away. Sky end up messing about with all the fixtures anyway. And it's almost a bit pointless. But I actually kind of quite like the start that we've got. We... we we only play one top six team in the first eight games, which is Man United away. Um, and that's all the way to, to October. So we've actually got the opportunity, I think, on paper to make a pretty good start if we're prepared for the season. We've had with the transfer, we've got everybody in early, we get a good pre-season, we're ready to go. We've got some... It could have been a lot worse than the first sort of 10 games or so, couldn't it? Eight or nine games. So, yeah. you know, Crystal Palace away first game is going to be tough. We know um, what they did to us last season, but... Um, other than that, after that, we've got some good winnable games, I think, on paper. I mean, Adam, what did you make of the fixtures then? I mean, I know, it, it, you know, it's, it's 38 games at home and away as usual, but it's not bad start, is it, on paper? It, no, it could have been worse. We could have been a, it could have been a lot worse start. I mean, Palace away, I don't like. I've got to be honest no. with that. Friday night, it's like got Brentford written all over it like last season, isn't it? I mean, I don't like the look yeah. at that one at all. But beyond yeah. that, I think the next four after that are very winnable. Um, I mean, that, from that first five games, I'd be targeting at least 12 points. You know, that would be what I would be targeting if we want to get off to a serious start. Um, obviously, yeah. a lot will depend on various things, injuries, yeah. whatever, at the start. But, it's you know, so they are very winnable games because then after that, you've got, you know, United, for instance. And I think we've got some, I think there's two months, is it October and April, that look yeah. absolutely horrible. I mean, I'm just looking at yeah, October, Spurs, Liverpool, Leeds, City, you know, in a row. That's just horrendous. And I think in April as well, we've got a horrible run. Like you yeah, said, though, they can change it. April, Leeds, Liverpool, West Ham, Man City, Chelsea. It's yeah. just like, come on. That's like, be nice. But um, the running ain't too bad, though. I did look at the last five. I think we've got Chelsea and Newcastle, and the, the last three games are kind of winnable. So it's, it's, a, it's quite a, they seem to be quite blocky. They're quite like easier yeah. runs. Real tough, and then easing out. Then, again, 
that happened this season and we lost exactly. these. I was easy, easy say that. Games. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it means nothing, does it? We had runs of wins, runs of defeats, didn't we, last season? Look yeah. at the fixtures, that could happen again. I mean, to be fair, after that first game, we got three of the next four at home. So we've got a really good jump. Bournemouth's the away game and they've just come up. So I don't know. I, I can I agree. I think twelve points from those first five games minimum should be what we're looking at. Yeah. And if, if we get five or six points from them games, to me that's going to be warning signs right away because it's it's, I agree. it's a good start. It's a good run of fixtures at the beginning of the season. I mean, Steve, what have you made of that? I mean, I know I, the fixtures are what they are, but it's not a bad. They're not a bad set of fixtures, are they? To begin with, Palace difficult. We've got Leicester at home. Got a really good track record against them. Bournemouth. You know, Fulham, you know, so Fulham, you know, Fulham, Villa, you know, and then United. And again, United are going through that that whole process of rebuilding. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping we just go in and absolutely batter them again. Uh, it's only because I've got a lot of Man United fans that I work with. And after that, we've got Everton, Brentford. You know, we're, you know, the, the, the one for me, you know, the one for me is going to be, you know, October. We've got like Tottenham, Liverpool, yeah. Man City, because I don't, I, I don't, you know, I'm looking at Leeds United and I think they're, uh, uh, yeah, a busted flush. Southampton, which is always, always a, a hard one for us. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm honest with you. And then, look, you know, we're, we're into, we're, you know, towards the arse end of the um, season, it, it, it's, it's you know, the same old faces again. We're finishing up with um, Wolves. So, actually, I, I, I agree. If we can get to a good, good, fast start at the beginning of the season, get those wins in, Crystal Palace is going to be difficult, but then look at Crystal Palace towards the end of the season. I mean, they fell away. They absolutely fell away. So I know Vieira is going to be full of beans. They're all going to be running at it. But I just think we've got a really, really good chance of actually taking those first five games. I genuinely do. And 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 even up to, to, to Man United, I think we've got a good chance of doing it. Rebuilding, new manager, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I think the first few games, absolutely going to, going to you know, we have to start. Flat out, we cannot have the same start as we had last season. No, no, we definitely can't. And obviously, the fixtures are slightly more favourable this season than they were last season. I mean, Man City and Chelsea, we had, didn't we, in games two and three, which are always going to be tough. And obviously, the first game last season, we knew what was coming, really, didn't we? But yeah, I mean, they've, they've put the Palace game on a Friday again because obviously they hate us that much, Sky, that they mm. want to see us. They want to see us get battered on the first game, don't they? That's what they're hoping for. So we need to go out and prove them wrong. That, that's what it's about, isn't it? And it's about that start for me. We've got a great opportunity. I mean, if we were to win all, all five of them games, them first five games in August, if we won all of them, well, I mean, that would put us in a really good position then. Confidence would grow um, and that would then give us, you know, the, the crowd would be going mad and we could then really go, you know, imagine being top of the league after five games. When was the last time we were top of the league ever in a season? I can't remember. Do you know what I mean? So if we start the season really well and we're top of the league after five games, that'll be it then. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, that's going to set us up probably for a fall, but it's going to set us up nicely for the season, isn't it? And we've got a great opportunity with those fixtures. But, you know, I know it's not always as simple as that, is it? You look at games yeah. on paper and think, oh yeah, we should win that. And then when it comes down to it, um, it's not always works like that. But I, when I saw the fixtures, I was actually quite happy with those. We, probably the first 10 games aren't too bad when you look at it really, are they? Let's be honest. Um, and even when we, even in October, when we've got Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City, we've got them all at home. So, you know, that's not the worst run of games, is it? Yes, we've got them all away later on, like Liverpool, well, Man City uh, away Rich, in April. Rich, but... Tottenham is not the problem. Like, yeah, we know that's not the problem. It's Liverpool, Man City. Well, yeah, Liverpool, Man City are a problem. But at home, I know last year and the year before, they, they won at the Emirates, both both times. But 
Um, I don't know. We gave Man City a decent game at home. Oh, mate, we were robbed. Don't start me. Yeah. You, you well, know, we yeah. you, we you know how we I feel. Like New Year's Day, I was steaming. I had a steaming hangover, and yes, games. I did have a lot of wine that that evening before. But we were absolutely robbed. Absolutely robbed on there. And that is the best I have ever seen this team ever play. Like, like if we could, if we could do that for the first five games. I, I think from a fan's perspective, we'll be on such a high. Yeah, oh, we would. Yeah. Oh, it'd be massive. Yeah, that's what I mean. And those fixtures have given us an opportunity to really start the season strongly because we haven't started the season well for a long, long time, have we? You know, for various reasons. We've not been prepared. We've not made all our sign-ins and all kinds of other stuff. And this season, we've got, I think, looking at those fixtures, certainly if, if everyone at the club looks at that and thinks, you know what, we've got a great opportunity to start this season on the front foot. And everybody will, like you said, the fans will go mad. If we're top of the league after five games, mm. it would just be insane and you know if we make these right signings that we've spoken about if we get these over the line quite early get the players in we yeah. start the season well everybody will be buzzing and it could make a massive difference to how the season pans out um so um so yeah um james gone back to leno he says rich since leno has been here we've not got top four uh, and he's always in the top 10 for individual errors he's not a top four well you could say that we're in the top four with ramsdale in goal and due to the fact he let in 20 goals in the last 10 games we didn't get top four because of him so if you're going to blame one player for not reaching top four you could blame the goalkeeper that we've currently got for us not doing it last season because he didn't make too many saves did he, in the last 10 games i can remember you know and when he played for england the other night ramsdale had five shots hungry and scored four goals so he didn't make too many saves then either did he but anyway um on a, on a positive note rich tottenham just signed um fraser foster on a free so, like, come oh, on. well, there you go. It's, it's all swinging around about, isn't it? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've got Matt Turner as our backup goalkeeper. I don't know what we're laughing at. We don't even know what he's like yet, do we? Yeah, no. Come on. Be positive, Rich. Be, pos be nice, Rich. Come on. Be positive for the poor bloke. No, I must admit, at, at this moment in time, I, I'm feeling slightly more positive because, one, there's been no games for a while, which has been good. Um, we signed two players already in the first week, which is good, even though they're not quite what we need yet but anyway there are two signings that i'm quite excited about and the fixtures looking quite um yeah quite good for us at the start nice of the season as well. so, yeah, so nice at the thing. moment i am feeling um pretty positive i don't know how long that'll last we'll, we'll wait and see and if we get telemans and jesus over the line in the next week then i'll be really positive and by next week i'll be absolutely fine so, aaron hickey aaron hickey telemans and um jesus and jesus. one other striker what one other striker um, I, I yeah. would be over the moon. That's, that's... I, still, I still think we need a Thomas Partey um, stunt double, if I'm honest, as well. Um, but have we got the money to buy all these great players in one transfer window? I don't probably know. Um, yeah, probably not. That, that's exactly what it is. Not, not unless we recoup the money for Pepe. Paid for him. Well, yeah. no one's going to pay ten million for Pepe. No one's, no exactly, no one's going to pay like a fraction of what we paid for him. Ridiculous. No, absolutely no chance. It'll go on loan. You know, you know that it'll go on loan because no one's going to want to pay him. It'll just, it'll go on loan somewhere, wind down a contract, and then that'll be it. Yeah, maybe we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, again, what we spoke about before: terrible, terrible piece of transfer business. Yeah. One of many that has happened over the last five, ten years, really, or five years mainly. But yeah. Terrible, terrible. Um, James says there, uh, Lekonga is party stunt double. He's being groomed into a number six. Well, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. He, he, oh, yeah, he didn't really fill him. Uh, it looks like El Nenny, actually, is, you know, the fact that we've offered El Nenny a new contract seems to suggest to me that El Nenny's going to be Thomas Partey's stunt double. Um, 
more so than the Conga. I think the Conga will be in the squad unless Adam's right, unless he buggers off to Burnley on loan. Maybe that's something we'll have to look out for. Can I yeah. just say, if that happens, if he does go to Burnley on loan, and Adam's getting the credit for that 100% because he's predicted it here tonight. There you go. So that'll be where that's where that's coming. Tweet it out. Tweet it out, Adam. Go on, just say it. That's it. You should do it. You should tweet it out because if that comes off, that'll be I might just do that. Just see how far I can get that reach and get all the Burnley fans excited. That's your Jedi mind trick, isn't it? He's doing a Jedi mind trick on it, Adam. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'll be good. That'll be something that maybe will come up in your show later on in the season. I'll start that rumor. Start that rumor. See yeah, how far it can reach. It's so easy to start rumors on Twitter, isn't it? You got you got twelve yeah. year old kids in their in their in their bedroom start rumors on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. People believe them, don't they? People look retweeting and oh look, we're going to buy this player. No, we're not. Some ten year old oh, kids just. Oh, I did it all the time from my son. I'm not going to buy. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not. No. No. But anyway, we we did buy Vieira. Well, we've almost bought yeah. Vieira. Which, uh, which is a which is a positive side. You know, you, you can't get too many. I don't think in your lifetime you can see Arsenal sign too many Vieiras. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. I think that that's a great a good move. omen. The, the name is a good omen. Yeah, and, I, and I'm hoping that it'll be the it'll be another Vieira will be signing for Arsenal quite soon as well in a slightly higher position in the club than being um, a forward player. But anyway, let's see what happens. Uh, with that one, and uh, James says there, watch Amari Hutchinson potentially go on loan to Burnley if he doesn't go to Reading. Um, yeah, I think he's likely to go on loan, isn't he, Hutchinson? That's right. I, I, what did I, write, I wrote something down about Hutchinson. Yeah, I think Hutchinson is likely to go on loan. I've got him to probably go out on loan. Patino as well potentially go out on loan maybe in the first half of the season. Um, but again, it depends on who we buy because of the Europa League. We need some of these young players to play because you know Patino would be ideal for the Europa League, wouldn't he? Uh, and um, Somebody else, Balogun, maybe if he's if he's not on loan again for the Europa League, he played last yeah, time. Balogun will go on loan for sure. And I watched um, Hutchinson at um, I watched him at the Bromley game. Um, on they still very raw, but a bit of talent there, absolutely. Yeah, he's got talent. Yeah. He need, uh, and I, I think that'd be a great run up either Burnley or Reading or whatever. That'd be up, up the road for me. I'm going to see him. Um, but I, I think he's um, I think he's a great a great one. But seriously, it's a season or two. It was the same with Smith Rowe yeah. when he went to was it yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah, yes, right, yeah. All of a sudden, some championship. Yeah, the championship is a good league to to learn the, your trade, I think, because it's a tough league. It's a yeah, physical league, and it yeah, gets you prepared. Beating up and get into it. There's no prima donnas in there. There's no rolling around. Uh, Mark, says, yeah, who, are we, who are we playing no, on season friendly? Are we going to? Is no. it the American tour? Is that first? Yeah, no, we're playing Nuremberg, aren't we? That's the first one. Got a game oh, against Nuremberg. Right. We'll have a look. Yeah, 8th of July. That's the 8th of July. Nuremberg, yeah. Yeah, Nuremberg. Then it's Orlando on the 21st. Yeah. Um, and then Chelsea. Boo! On 23rd. And then Emirates. Yeah. The Emirates Cup, yeah. That's going to come around, isn't it? April, July. It's three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Less than three weeks. James says there, yeah, Patino is going to get more game time, especially with a five. So, yeah, no, another thing, yeah, yeah we do need the biggest, biggest squad of players for the five. So, plus the Europa League as well, obviously. We know some of these young players are going to get game time there, aren't they? Which is great to see. Hopefully, um, get a few more minutes on the pitch, which is nice, and help them to develop, really, because that's what it's all about, isn't it, ultimately? Um, brilliant. Okay, well, that was a, that was a good uh, a good little discussion there. You know, we, we covered 
quite a lot because there's only been one week in the transfer window. Um, I enjoyed that, actually. It's been a while since we've had a live show, so it was good to catch up with you guys again and um, some good comments in the chat as well, which is nice. A few people watching as well, which is great as well. So um, thank you to everybody for watching. Obviously, thanks to Adam um, for your contributions tonight. Enjoy the show. Good to be back. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, very much. Um, glad to be back talking about Arsenal. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's only one week of the transfer window. So let's see where we're at in a couple of weeks' time. Exciting times, hopefully. Let's hope so. Yeah, there's certainly some positive vibes going on with potential Definitely. players that we might be signing and, and obviously the ones that we have signed already. Um, and Steve as well, enjoy being back on the show. Love, love being back on the show. And do you know what, Rich? I know I know we're, we're saving this, but to the, all of those listening, uh, watching and commenting, thank you very much. But there are some very exciting things. So Rich, has, Rich has been like a wizard in the background. So keep an eye. I can't wait for the new the new format that's coming, mate. And uh, I've loved it. I've loved talking to the Arsenal fans. I love arguing with all of you. I haven't drunk enough wine, so I'm going to go and do that with a good lady in a minute. Uh, I will tweet you out. But Rich, thank you so much for, again, letting me be part yeah. of this sort of amazing things. And, and for just for the good banter for everybody on here, Mate, you know, like it, I love that's what I love about this, 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 especially um, your your bit, Rich, is that we all have a bit of a lot, yeah, we all have a bit, yeah, we all get emotional, we all get into it, but honestly, the banter is really good. There's nothing negative in here, we're not, you know, like like others that, that sit within here, and I, I, I've missed it, I've genuinely missed it. I'm a lonely, sad old man living in Basel. <laughs> I miss my Arsenal and I miss all the um, fans. And thank you for having me on, mate. Really appreciate it. No, no problem at all. I mean, I, I'm quite excited about the new stuff we've got coming up on the channel. Actually, you know, you guys are going to be taking over, doing your own stuff, Melvin as well. It's going to be, it's going to be really good, actually. So if you are new here, maybe you know you're not too sure what we've got, we're going to be doing. Um, you know, if, if you've watched some shows before great because some of them are going to be the same as they were but there's going to be some great new stuff as well um i know adam's going to be doing a great show steve as well and i say melvin's got a nostalgia show we're doing so yeah there's loads of great stuff coming up for the new season so please stick with us because it's going to be really really good um some new stuff a fifa team and all kinds of other stuff so there's loads and loads and loads of stuff coming up it's going to be really good and a bit of star wars maybe as well apparently so we might Mate, even be I'm doing there. i'm so there adam I'm already thinking that we need to kind of, if we were going to choose a Star Wars to play in Arsenal, who would it be? Right? What character would be what player? That's what I'm thinking one week. Well, yeah, maybe we'll put it out to the listeners. Maybe well, I'm going to put out straight away. The only one I'm going to say straight away is Nuno Tavares, who's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. No, that, that sounds like a good idea. Anyway, you know, I'll leave you guys to sort about that. I'm not. I'm not a big uh, Star Wars. I'm not really into Star Wars too much. Um, Nursegate says that there. Uh, thank you for catching next time. Yeah, I'll make sure you again, mate. So thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, Mark says, good evening. And to yourself, mate. Thanks for watching again. Great Steve as well. Know, Fantastic show. Yeah, thanks for, uh, for watching. Um, Nursegate says, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi, apparently. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> uh, James says, Chewbacca up front. Uh, so you started it now, haven't you? Look, Vader in goal. <laughs> There we go. We've already started on it already, so that's going to be a good I'll, show. That I'll see detail on the wings. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 not, not a centre forward though. He's a bit short, isn't he? So I don't know if he'll, we can be like that. Yeah, he's got the yeah same sort of look. But uh, Rich, yeah. thank you so much, mate. I've really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward yeah, to stuff. more stuff. And and guys, honestly, those that are listening, there's some insane stuff the Rich has put together for for the new season. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. I can't wait. 
Yeah, no, it is going to be good. I'm looking forward to it all. And of course, a lot of the shows I'll just be able to take place and just watching from the comfort of my own sitting room rather than having to prepare and be in the studio, which is quite nice. It'd be good to watch you guys crack on and do some great stuff. Uh, James says there, Vader would play for Liverpool. Um, if you know, you know. Yes, very no true. Um, so, yeah, yeah, brilliant show tonight. So thank, thank all you guys for watching. Obviously, thanks to Adam and to Steve, of course, um, for joining me tonight and everybody in the in the comments as well um there's not too much going on in terms of like live stuff right at this moment in time but the women's euros does start um actually on july the 6th so i'm going to the first game so there'll be a vlog for that we're doing a lot of live shows um with the guys from the arsenal women's show we'll be having live show every night looking at the games um looking at how the arsenal women are doing there'll be vlogs we've got i think 12 or 13 different games between us we're going to so we vlogs and loads of different stuff throughout different different games i'm going to nor uh, netherlands against sweden for example and someone's going to iceland against belgium so there's loads and loads of vlogs coming up loads of live shows throughout the euro so if you're going to if you enjoy the women's football and you'd like the cheering on the lionesses please join us for all of that we're doing a, a two weeks tonight is the, the preview show um which we'll be doing looking at ahead to the euros and i say once the tournament starts every night there'll be a live show pretty much unless i'm at a game uh, the other nights i'll be here looking at in between the two matches doing previews looking at the games that's coming up and how the arsenal women are doing and stuff like that so loads of great stuff so please join us for that if you haven't done so please subscribe please give it a like as well if you've enjoyed the show tonight because um it's been good fun we've all enjoyed it um Steven says there yeah, later, everyone. Don't forget it. Like, yep, cheers, Steve. Thanks for your support as nice always, time. mate. We'll look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Um, we'll we we'll might throw another show together maybe before the start of the season, do a couple of other bits as well. Maybe obviously, if there's some good transfers coming, we'll have to talk about that, won't we? So, I'm sure there'll be some more stuff as well. But if not, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for the live um preview of the women's euros on the first of july that's going to be good and there'll be loads of other stuff coming up throughout the summer and of course into next season where there is some really really great shows to come which is going to be great so i'm sure we're going to all enjoy ourselves next season i'm sure we will um so i say thanks very much for watching thanks to adam and to steve and to all you guys we will speak to you very very soon in the meantime of course as always come on you gunners good good yes, transfer window thanks a lot guys cheers yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.